Yo, it's the most dope show, it's about that time to get live Take a break from your 8 to 5 Them other guys don't have the ability to rip it We kick it, three guys on Representing with the most killer spirit And we coming with the jokes So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes And forget them other folks Cause we got the best quotes Randolph does more than just jokers He woke and he got the files Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial I don't know where that boy Tim is now Raising the daughter, he hella proud Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit The sock puppets always be there to assist Too many to name but they all of this shit I guess I could try Love me some Frankie French Milner and Mike B Be lit, I cannot forget about Petey and Chris J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips That's a whole damn nation so they always near Pop, pop, bang, bang, getting green romaine Three guys on sock puppet nation gang, gang Yeah Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave, I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Yeah, in 1964, the biggest names in rock, roll, pop, and soul gathered at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium for a concert. A packed house of teenagers goes wild for Chuck Berry, who opens the show with Maybelline. And it was the Beach Boys, which think think about this lineup: Chuck Berry, the Rolling Stones, Marvin Gaye, James Brown. It was the first televised performance of James Brown and the Beach Boys. What year was this? Sixty-four. Uh, A young Beach Boys. Yeah. And um, a lot of scope of acts. Mick Jagger. It was the it was a documentary that Mick Jagger put together. He's also doing another one, according to this. Get on up, um, Mick Jagger. Somebody pissed off. Somebody pissed off James Brown, and he was ready to walk on the show. And um, Mick talked him into it. Mick had to go, <laughs> had to go talk to him. Like, come on, man, you gotta. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta do this. Don't don't do it. Don't do us like this. Come on, man. <laughs> You know, because Mick loved him so much that James was like, "All right, I'll I'll do the shit." And they went out and did. Oh, the I do remember the performance distinctly. It's Night Train. It's this great performance of which we can't play because of YouTube, but it's this great performance of Night Train. And uh, the guys in the band were like, because the Rolling Stones went after James Brown on the lineup, and they said that the Rolling Stones were Mick Jagger and them were. Um, watching from the stage and they were scared to follow James Brown. Right. So they asked Mick Jagger and they were like, Mick Jagger was like, we weren't scared to follow James Brown. I was watching him dance because I wanted to do all the dances. So he was locked into James Brown's dances. He said, and then if you go back and you watch me, I'm, you see, I'm trying to dance like James Brown. I'm not doing it well, but <laughs> I'm, no, trying, I'm, I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying. And it's not like because Mick Jagger is not like Mick Jagger can't dance. He's he's a very good dancer. Actually. He's got his own thing that he does, but he can't dance like James Brown. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, the only other guy I really think could was his his side man on stage with him. <clears throat> I was a side man. <clears throat> that is a good that is a good documentary. I'm telling you, Dominique is same when VH1 played music. What what VH1 did, which I loved, was they played these great documentaries that um were were done by the bbc about black music 
and they do it differently. Than Way more States. in depth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They Way they're not trying to sugarcoat nothing. They yeah they more of the realness. Yeah, great documentaries about black movie about black music. You know, great more. I don't actually. I don't look at it as musicians don't look at stuff like that as stealing, and white British musicians, unless you're Eric Clapton, I guess, <laughs> don't look at um. I don't know. White white British musicians have a far different appreciation of black soul music than white artists in this country. They don't believe in stealing royalties from black artists. They don't believe in in Zeppelin uh, kind of had an issue with that. Yeah, Zeppelin, you know, the rock guys, but the dudes who were like deep into the into the game, like they were all like sold as if if somebody said that about the rolling stones what they wanted to be was black blues men that's what they wanted to be but also in the blues if you look at old blues artists and songs everybody did everybody's songs they Mm -hmm. did their own version of it it's Mm -hmm. kind of part of the tradition of like okay you that's why even zeppelin was doing yeah they were taking old blues stuff and making it electric they just i think they got in trouble with the royalties at one point royalties of it yeah figured it out but if you go, if you pull up an old blues standard and there are tons of them, there's yeah. ten different versions from ten different legendary blues artists because everybody was like, "Oh, this is my take on that," right? And I'm doing I'm doing what you did now. I'm adding another verse that I wrote right onto that. So it's kind of like it's kind of like maybe an early form of sampling. Even it's just, I'm doing I'm taking yeah. what you did as a foundation for my thing. And then if you listen to, because I I got a Chuck Berry box set years ago and. um you know, you know all the classics, all the songs that you hear from Chuck Berry. Yeah. Of course, he's had a bunch of other songs. Some of them have literally the same instrumental, the same riff, the same chords, and it's just a different song over top of it. So it's like the tradition of the day. That's kind of what it's like. Oh, we're taking that, but we're not taking it because this form of music mm-hmm. is so you're supposed to take something and then leave something. And then the next person takes something and leaves something. It gets muddy when you start getting into, oh, we're well, now we're selling millions of albums. Yeah, and that's someone else's song. Yeah, you know, and and Zeppelin in particular got in some trouble over that. I think they resolved all that at some point, Mm -hmm. but their stuff was they didn't credit the original artists in the line. The the Beatles are Little Richard guys. They right. They open for love Little Richard, and um, I remember Paul wanted to fight Roy Orbison because Roy Orbison was doing a Little Richard song. He was like, "What the fuck are you doing, mate?" (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was. Boy, was this Liverpool is about to fuck up Roy Orbison. <laughs> fuck up Roy Orbison. <laughs> oh, baby face Paul McCartney. And I heard him talking about he was older. He still looked hot about it. He's singing a singing a little Richard song like that. Like, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> one of the fight. Yeah. And the Stones, the Stones are one of the few groups that came here to record at Chess Records to record with Muddy Waters. It's a great scene at the end of that movie, Chess, that Chess Records movie, which is not a good movie, but like Beyonce's in it. Like Beyonce plays, um, oh, the reason why I can't remember the name is because Beyonce is like a hundred pounds lighter than the girl she was supposed to be playing. I was like, this doesn't work <laughs> at <laughs> it's all. A movie. Yeah, she wasn't as thick as she is now. So years ago, yeah. Go Etta James, thank you, Fida. She was supposed to be Etta James. I was like, this doesn't work. Go get a woman who looks like Etta James. <laughs> yeah, an older woman, yes. Doesn't it work? 
you know, it was it was young Etta James, but Etta was a heavy was a heavy woman, very pretty, but she was a heavy woman. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is not what the the favorite uh, uh, skin tone wise, <laughs> but that's about it. You know, the Stones came over to record just just record with Muddy. And at the end of the movie, where Muddy goes, they go overseas to play. And he's like, I don't know how we're going to be received here. And they look out the plane, and these motherfuckers had a red carpet rolled out for them, motherfuckers with, with big signs and shit like that. And that's when they realize, oh, there's a whole other world of people who love us. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. White there's people. A, uh, there's a good, some good YouTube videos. It's Rolling Stones with Muddy Waters at Checkerboard Lounge. Yeah. So Muddy Waters, I think, had his own club. I think it's in Chicago. And the Rolling Stones and his there was this thing was being filmed and the Rolling Stones came to watch. They were in the crowd and he brought him on stage and uh, there's footage of it because it was being filmed. Um, They did a bunch of songs, I think, but this is like in the 70s. Muddy Waters was, you know, he was an older guy at that point. Yeah. And they were just sitting in the crowd revering, you know, showing reverence. And he was like, get up here. What are you doing? Yeah. what are you sitting right up front? What do you what do you think? Am I gonna see you? Yeah, four white dudes in this crowd. <laughs> there they go. <laughs> there they go. Yeah, here's Your long the hair. Hold yeah. on, I got the video here. I'm not gonna play all of it, but yeah. Um, yeah, so talking about when they tried to make Beyonce an actress. She's not a good actress. The only thing she's good in is when she plays broad over the top comedy, like in um that Austin Power movie. See this, see this light beer, the Miller light neon yeah, sign. Andy thinks I should get one of those down here. I see these in the down here. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> what you do, what you think? Should I get one of those? I mean, it's some kind of light beer. That's the, that's the TV and the stairs. Yeah. Aww. I'm showing Karen. That's Amy's desk right there. Amy gets a desk. Oh, through that door right there. That's Ava's little room. There's a bathroom. I'm about to say, you might want to get a, you know, you can personalize that stuff. You get a 3GO logo and just make it blink. Oh, that's That's a good idea. You can get neon. It's a good idea. Personalized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's something I've, yeah, I'm looking at that. That's a great idea. This is the stones showing up to get their seats up front. Oh, sure. They don't stand out. Right. (laughs) They don't stand out at all. That's the most, is that the bodyguard on the end? Yes, oh, yeah, some guy. Okay, I'm about to say that must be the bodyguard because he looked yeah. like yeah. If it yeah. was a white, if it was a white room, you probably need a bodyguard. In a black room, you you all right? Yeah, oh, you yeah. good. <laughs> and so there's there's several clips from this night, but the Rolling yeah. this is on the Rolling Stones official YouTube channel. They have this clip of um, Muddy Waters basically saying, "Get on, what are you?" Doing? Look at that hair. Come on, somebody, great auntie. <laughs> wearing like a tennis jersey. What's he wearing? Just a shirt. Looks like it had that Elise logo. Like, yeah, there it is. Come on, baby, what you want? Hurry up now. That's what she telling on people. Yeah. I got five more orders after you. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. mess around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looking at you. What you want? Hey, Muddy, I haven't got my food yet. Can you call me up after we eat? Right? There's her Andy Klein, the dude playing the bass. That's her Andy <laughs> Klein, the one white dude in the band. <laughs> back yeah, every, back with black, every black soul band had to have at least one white dude. Play, usually playing keyboards. Come on. <laughs> Come on that's, that, that, y'all be the diversity this time. <laughs> He's doing 
eventually Keith Richards and Ron Wood show up. They somehow they produce additional There's guitars. <laughs> so smoking that cheese. Is that guy? They produce them. They found them back in the back. Was there I, be, I bet somebody Richards? was kicking over shit. Find an extra guitar it's, right now. It's crazy that he's still alive. I think these guys, yeah, this guy gave his guitar to Keith Richards. Uh, and then yeah, yeah. another guy was like, hey, and Ron Wood shows up and they, they start playing. So I gave him my guitar, too. <laughs> you can have my guitar. You probably do a lot more than I can do with it's it. It's usually how it goes. Like the guy guitarist would give up the guitar. Yeah, Afro and the drummer, too. She looked like, I don't know why all these fools up here on this stage. <laughs> I can't move around. I'm trying to take my next order. Right. Are you guys, you guys singing like about, or are you eating? I like about little clubs like that. It's like shit like that happens. Yeah. You know, somebody will be, oh shit, money's playing. Let's go. And then you don't know who's going to come and drop in. You know, this is back in the day. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Smoking indoors. Now. You just go home smelling like smoke. Yeah. I don't know where you could do this. Now it has to be a private club. In a, in a basement. Yeah. yeah. Just in a little, yeah. You got like this world famous musician just sitting in a little basement club that he runs. Yeah. You can go see him anytime. Basement. Yeah, you can was, go watch him. Go watch him play. Cigarette. <laughs> go get some uh go get some a fish sandwich. Come on, you know that fish sandwich is gonna be fried hard with some slaw and it's gonna be flamed. You don't get two slices of white wonder bread. Yes, <laughs> is talking about uh Bohemian Caverns. That was one of when Amy and I moved here, that was one of our first dates. Bohemian Caverns was a jazz club in DC. It was made, yep. it was down in the basement, it was made up look like a cave. It was nice. And then oh. these motherfuckers ran it into the ground. I was so mad. I did a sound guy. Show the there. sound guy was walking around him a few seconds ago going, wait a minute, I gotta plug this up. Hold <laughs> on, move it, guys. Right. You guys want to be heard or what? Right. They didn't tell me it was gonna have three extra mics. Back then, uh, how long did they stay up there? Because once you can't just come up from one song at that point. So I mean, there's, there's, if you Google it, there's several clips of them. They got guitars on now. We're not doing all this for one song. I'm not taking. If I'm the guitars, I'm like, look, I'm not taking my guitar off. So they said, please don't <laughs> go, baby. Song. Please don't go. Keep Manage this shit boy. on and just go till you're done. Hoochie oh, coochie man. Of course they did hoochie coochie man. No hoochie coochie man. Yeah, you gotta champagne, do that. Champagne reefer. <laughs> Gotta do that. Yeah, they, 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 there's a bunch of clips, but the, the one that I just pulled up was from the original, from the Rolling Stones official channel. And then this one is also from their official channel. And then I'm uh, still Muddy mesmerized Waters. by a great auntie. Who is she? That's she, the that girl, she was there when the club opened and she was there when the club closed. I yeah. bet she was. <laughs> I started she this when I was 18 off, years old. And she turned the lights off. <laughs> yeah, she the first thing, that last thing to leave, wasn't she? <laughs> She she serves a prayer because she's the only one that can run the books. <laughs> the only one that's counting them numbers. She's the only one that can do the books. She's the only one that's got the combinations to the safe. Safe. She's Nobody else got it but her. Still like how Mick still had the the chicken wing going. Yeah. Still the- <laughs> that was his dance. That was his, was his thing. Was. <laughs> She think, knows where okay. everything is at. She that that time when she was in the hospital for a week because her sugar got bad, and they had to just shut the. We just gonna shut down. Shut it down because don't nobody know how to run shit. <laughs> we're gonna try. Uh, Miss Thelma <laughs> out, and we don't know how to run shit. We sorry y'all. We don't sorry. know where everything is. <laughs> walk up there, big ass sign gonna be Miss Thelma six. See y'all next yeah. week. So that show live at the Checkerboard Lounge is an album you can get on. You can pull it up on Spotify. Yeah. Muddy Waters did nine songs, and then on song ten, 
Oh, brought up the Rolling Stones songs 10 through 21 include the Rolling Stones 10 through 21. So he did. <laughs> he had a whole show before they came on. Yeah. And then he on Baby, Please Don't Go. He brought them up and did another like 11. I don't songs. even know why you came in and sat down. Just walk in and get on the stage. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I, was, you know, I want some wings. I got mad when Miss Thelma went there. Somebody showed up. They were like, Miss Thelma ain't here. They was like, we got somebody else. It was like, everybody looking well, at that person. Going, mm, I don't know. We well, ain't going to get the same service. <laughs> Nick Jagger's like, can someone check on my uh, mozzarella sticks order? I, it hasn't come yet. I'm up here saying I got you, baby. It'll be up in three minutes. I already <laughs> asked about that. I don't know why Tyrone and them uh, fucking around. And I told him to hurry up. Hey, that's that's the a, answer you're going to get from her. Play a solo. I'm going to go back in the corner and eat real quick. Fucking starving. <laughs> starving, man. Yeah, Prince used to do that, too. Yeah, he would just yeah. drop in to play this. Yeah, he would do like a late night show. So he came through yeah. D.C. one time. I was... I went to the 930 club to see a show. I think it was like Veruca Salt or something like that with Local H was a, was the two bands. And Prince had announced he was in town doing like, you know, the big arena. And they announced a midnight show at 930 club. He always went to 930 club for like these late night shows. So we come out of our show and the line is already forming for Prince. There's Juwan Howard standing there because he's 6'10". <laughs> Powering <laughs> over everybody. <laughs> Juwan Howard standing yeah, there like, with all I these people. I got to be in the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all these people, I guess, I don't know if there's like a VIP where they could get tickets or they bought tickets or somehow people oh, who just knew Back in the day, I bet you, you probably, they, they probably didn't have what they have now where you do everything online. You probably had to come yeah. bring your ass there in person. Juwan Howard, take a number. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody else. <laughs> So I remember that I was like, that Juwan Howard? Because that was right when that was like in the 96 or so time frame when he was a yeah, couple years in. He was a local celebrity. Like the internet was now. You had to you had to actually go to the box office. Yep. And you go stand in line like everybody else. Put on your suit for the Midnight yes. Prince show. Yeah. When we saw me and Mark went and saw Jam of the Year when he was the artist. That's the best concert I've ever seen. Mm. And uh, after that show, he went over to the Bonham Exchange and did a late night set. We didn't go over it. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, didn't go over there, and, and you know that was uh, we probably would have had to go get a line and stuff. I didn't know how the shit worked. I, he did. That was the show he brought Dougie Fresh for them to close the show. Ah, oh, but that was fun. Oh yeah, it was oh, great. Yeah. So Dougie came out and closed the show. They did like fifteen minutes, a fifteen minute closer. Oh, and then uh, I heard over at the bottom he opened the show and did like thirty in front, thirty four to five in front, and then Prince came out. Well, that's fine. So those Ooh. people at the bottom got a show they didn't even know was about to happen. That's that's the best. That's the uh, that's the best ones. Uh, that's how uh, me and Roger got to do see uh, Erica Badu because years ago uh, when Dave Chappelle was touring, he would like tour and he like bring a friend, but yeah. nobody knew who the friend was. And yeah. so when he came to Charlotte, it happened to be Erica Badu, and a lot of shit on the show. Huh. Yeah, to a crowd that didn't even know she was going to be there. When he filmed his Netflix special, the first one here, and he did like 14 shows. Yeah, Warner Theater. We saw the last one, the one they filmed, which was hilarious to me because where we were sitting, this little very polite white woman with this very polite smile was walking up to the front line and she was going, uh, you and you, where people are sitting, you and you, yeah, come on out, come on out, come on out, you two sit here, you, you, come on out. That's the um, Amy was like, what is she doing? I said, that's the audience coordinator. And she don't like the way those people look. <laughs> so she's moving them out. Yeah, or the they don't like, y'all seem fucking to... up the camera angle. So we can't have y'all up here frowning. People get out the shot. shot. More attractive and also 
bigger personalities because you want people laughing. Right, right. And she just very polite, very sweet lady. I know, I know, I know. Just go back to those seats back there. I know. I understand. I I understand. (laughs) I I You signed a waiver. I understand. You signed up for this. Go on back there to Section E. There's a notice on the door. It was. It was yes. very much a uh, librarian, city librarian energy. Yes. I know. Ma'am, I, I know, know the Dewey Go Decimal System. Yes, you're supposed to be <laughs> back, right. back there. She yeah. was looking. She she was looking at people. Hey, you two, come over here. Come over here. You two, I need you to get up. Yeah, I know. I know. Just, I know. You bought the tickets. I know. Get up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you two, sit down here. Go back to their seats over there. Thank you. I know. I know. What's <laughs> <laughs> your church? You're not telegenic <laughs> enough. You don't yeah, have she's the audience. Oh, that's the audience coordinator. And she was business. <laughs> yeah. I so think... after that show, they did a late night show and it was Bruno Mars. And um, that's who I want to see. I want to ask you, who is somebody that um, uh, is still alive that you would like to see in concert that you haven't yet? Hmm. Hmm. I oh, just a one-off. Only Kendrick one. Lamar, I, I mean, not I... only one. I mean, like I said, you you do you could do four or five. I, I didn't know. I was just okay. thinking just one. Who's one that I haven't seen? I wouldn't mind seeing Kendrick Lamar. I don't think uh, I've never really sought out, but I've seen now I've gone down the rabbit hole of clips on YouTube yeah. of his live show. And I'm like, oh, I should probably I'd probably like that. I'd just probably I bet you he would probably do a good show. I want to see him. I want to see Jill Scott is somebody who I've never have right. ne- never seen right. live. Beyonce is on my wish list. Um, uh, I've never seen Jen live. I got now I got to see uh, Mary J. Blige before the uh, pandemic. Yeah. And now that now that was fun because I got to see her in her boots up to her thighs. You want her terrible I, dances? I didn't care. <laughs> Me and all the aunties. Go, Mary. Go, B. Mary. <laughs> I did B. not it's just care. Bad. I was getting my motherfucking That's why she life. keep doing those bad dances because y'all keep cheering her on. Yes, yes, we're going to cheer you on, Mary. And you know what was, and you know what, what really uh, took the show? And maybe because I hadn't been to concerts in a while, the cat daddies was out there like crazy. All the breaking <laughs> oh, yeah. blue Bluetooth was in but the air. Yeah, that's all, sure. all the that's the like a, fedoras was there. That's like a Frankie Beverly and May show. That's who goes to that. Yeah, because I was looking around. I was like, oh, shit, I ain't seen no cat that is in real person in a long time. <laughs> I'd like to see the police and or Sting by himself. Um, I'd like to see Anderson Pack without Bruno Mars. Oh, you don't want to see them together? No Silk Sonic action. Nah, I don't think I want to see Silk Sonic. I do want to see Anderson Peck. I've seen Janet Jackson. It's it's I okay. Seen, I haven't it's seen all Janet. I can say. I'm gonna see it. Bruno it's, though. It's okay. I saw the roots, so I don't, you know, I that, haven't, I've that's I've seen them. Saw it's one of the best concerts I've seen. I was I've seen them a bunch of times. Open with the nine minute freestyle. <laughs> so yeah, that was right after that. It was like a couple weeks after that. <laughs> I'd like I've to seen, see. I'd like to see Bootsy if he still had his voice and stuff. I don't know if he still has his voice. I know he doesn't play anymore. So I don't know if he if he can still, but I'd love to see him do I'd rather be with you until I day. Yes, I do. I'd love to see that. I'd like to see that live. I never got a chance to see him live. Um we talking about people who are dead or still alive. Alive. People alive. you actually could yeah. go see. Like you actually could go see them. Yeah. They, you know, because and the reason why I ask because I don't know what it is about 2023, but everybody named Mama time. Are we going on tour again? I guess they tired of being shut up in the house too. Yeah. 
Well, so, that's money. There's money to be made in touring. Right. So, so everybody, everybody's out here. If you're not a writer, if you don't have a songwriting credit, you got to go tour. <laughs> and, and honey, and I'm still uh, waiting. I'm tired of them talking about Beyonce said she was going to come out in the summer. Bitch, she said that last year. It's time for them tickets to go on motherfucking sale. Yeah, I don't um, know if uh, Randolph will remember, but my favorite singer, I would love to go see on concert. I don't know. Do you remember? Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anita Baker. Oh, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. my, yeah. Uh, she's my, she was yeah, my she go-to. She's again for the first time in forever. When we got married, that was our, uh, that was our wedding song. Uh, oh, shit. Why can't I remember the name of it? <laughs> my aunt and them got me into uh anita baker and like like i said y'all oh. are a little older than me so i was like a little kid and i was like why is y'all playing this one and like i said it was the cleanup music it was everywhere so that's how i learned yeah. about anita baker and Dionne Warwick and all that yeah. crew you bring me joy was our first dance at our wedding i picked that song they they, they never heard of it and I played this song is so beautiful I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what did y'all think i was gonna pick stroking the first time i heard stroking was at a cookout at right with roger's family we (laughs) were sitting there and all the old people put on this song and i started listening to the lyrics and i looked at roger and the more he started talking the more i started kind of Putting two to two together. Did you get I was like, what are you to? Did you get sassified? <laughs> I was like, what are you listening to? And then all the old people make a bad movie. I'll be stroking. That's what I be doing. I was like, look, y'all better not <laughs> never say nothing about my music again. I told, I told him to go my peg and them that. I said, don't y'all never say nothing about my music. I saw, uh, I, I did stroking uh, karaoke at a, uh, there was a pizza place that used to do a gig and what's that town that the, that the Washington football team used to do their training camp in Carl, Carl, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. I did a gig there. I did two nights there. Terrible, terrible gig. It was in a pizza place. Oh, and after the show, pizza I did karaoke. Place. I did stroking. Yes. Comedy in a pizza restaurant. Authentic New York style by way of Carlisle, On a stage that was as big as this laptop. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. Now, there's a there's a college in that town. That's why everybody was like, "Yeah, we'll go to we'll do comedy." Frostburg State or something like people that. People came out, but boy, it was terrible. <laughs> that was a big. That was a big gig. Mozzarella sticks. What is this? The big. It was a big gig. It was Steve terrible. Bix. Yeah, I only did a couple of Bix gigs, and I had similar experiences. And I was like, I don't need this. What am I doing? Bix had a lot. Steve Bix. He had a lot of. um like firehouses and uh it was a thing it's like these volunteer fire companies in these little small towns they can't afford a regular fireplace fire company so they have volunteer fire firefighters okay and they can't make no money so once or twice a year they do a fundraiser and they'll bring in a comic as the as the entertainment did a shit ton of those okay (laughs) and uh this one i was living in new york so i was doing them on the weekends they paid well right they paid very well, but boy, you had to drive a long way. You're in, in some in the middle of nowhere, little town in the middle of nowhere. You're the only black. That's my opening. That was my opening joke. Every time work like a charm. I'm happy to be here. I love being the only black face in a 50 square mile radius. You're right. You are. <laughs> Who let him every, in? 
every time. <laughs> oh no, not who let him in. <laughs> it was how'd only, you get in here? How'd you get across state line, boy? <laughs> it was only every time. <laughs> you know yeah those out of the way you got to drive down like yeah. unmarked roads kind of places yeah yeah i don't like them places but you be seeing yeah. cornfields and shit i'm yeah. good i was talking to my dad i was like i think i need a gun and he was like yeah you probably don't want to carry a gun there because even if you tell the cop they're gonna shoot you so don't <laughs> probably i was like yeah i think i need a gun in a car when i'm doing these gigs and he was like eh. <laughs> Yeah, I did a yacht club once, a yacht club in Maryland, and it was like that. It was like, it turns out it was just a bunch of rednecks who had boats. You know, like it wasn't a yacht club the way you think. It wasn't like a country club kind of thing. It was like a real backwoods redneck kind of thing. And because rednecks love boats, they they love getting on their boats. And all these guys were just, it was just like a bunch of hicks, a bunch of bunch of like uh, Coors Light signs in the corner, you know, like that kind of place. Ah, did they have Coors Light sales? <laughs> Coors Light on sale. We're an official dealer of Coors Light. <laughs> and um, the line, it was Mike Payne was on the show. I was on the show. And I think the other, the headliner was like a magician or a ventriloquist or something. Always. Oh my oh, God, no. it's terrible. <clears throat> it was Ventri- bad. Vent- ventriloquist, that's magician. That's a good combo. Ventriloquist, magician. Guitar act. Guitar. Those are, those are the big money makers. <laughs> yeah. And uh I think he was late getting there. So we had to go long. We started the show. I did like I did like probably a headline set. And I had a great set. Like I was it was turns out they were fun rednecks. Like there was just like there's a group in the front who were all drunk and they all knew each other. So you just start talking to the drunk. Hey, okay. who's this guy? And they all start making fun of him. You start uh, yeah, roasting. So you got him. a lot of them. Yeah, you got a lot of that. Yeah, make fun of Steve. All right, and so you know how you win. You know how you win with those groups as a as a comic. Take Steve's side. Tell them how stupid they are. <laughs> they love. They love that. Oh God, they love that. They swear to God, they love that. They love to be yeah. told about how and dumb then, and backwards this fucking town is. I'm leaving tomorrow. Y'all are stuck here. You yeah. are leaving. You're so smart. <laughs> Like, and then you find too. the next town over that they make fun of and say, at least yeah. we're not in this town. They're like, yeah, yes, that's yeah. what you do. And so I remember that. And, and then the, the headliner finally got there. We brought up, I think I brought him on stage and then we fucking left. <laughs> we were like, we're not going to stick around to see this. Another good trick is read their shitty newspaper. When you get there, buy one of their shitty little newspapers. It's usually only like two pages. Right. <laughs> and then like 25 to 50 cent. Yeah, just kind of read if anything, anything interesting that catches your eye in the paper. I say now if you can find them anymore because newspapers is gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, those small yeah. towns they still got them. Okay, the small towns. Are they like yeah. they merge with Auto Trader and yeah. it's like half Auto Trader, half local yeah. news? Because ain't nobody got no internet for real, you know. But they got <laughs> a lot of right. Fox. They don't because they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Now they got smartphones, but they're getting that yeah. algorithm feeding them bullshit. Yeah, I would feel like those shows are probably even worse now than they were then because of that, because of the polarization yeah. and, and like the, yeah, I wouldn't want to do them now. I wouldn't do them now at all. The suspicion of outsiders that they yeah. already had, you know, that kind of thing. I wouldn't do them at all. This, this, this hag came at me one time in this one little town was built on, it was a mining town. It was built on the side of a mountain in Pennsylvania. She was steadily trying to get me to go back to her house. I was like, I'm going to the hotel. <laughs> what are you crazy? <laughs> You four foot tall gnome. <laughs> Come on back. Come on. Trying to trying to trying to fulfill your, your dark man fantasy. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Last week's comedian came home. 
He came back with me. You get to her house, his car is still there. You're like, what happened? Yeah. You about to get me hemmed up. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going back to the, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gnome. <laughs> I'll make you breakfast tomorrow. Come on. No, you mm-hmm. won't. <laughs> hey, Some I got an idea. Eggs. Why don't you, why don't you stay? Why don't you move here? I'll get you a job <laughs> at the mine. It'll be great. Well, a little mining town. They wanted to tow my car. And I, uh, this guy came in. Hey, across got Virginia plate. They're trying to tow it. Oh so, God, oh, Jesus! <laughs> finished What's my wrong set, with Virginia plate? Finished my set, went outside, and then the cops were like, "Oh, you're the comedian? Oh, no problem." <laughs> <It's> like, okay, because <laughs> they know what's happening. It's the only thing that's happening in this fucking little town, right? right. <laughs> you know, so right. Oh, yeah. I did a bunch of those. Steve Bix, and then a, a comic who was mentoring me, Clinton Jackson. I haven't talked to him in years. But he gave me the best advice any comic could ever give another comic. He was like, listen, when you go on these runs, that's fine. But when you feel yourself becoming these runs, stop. Right. Don't go on them anymore. Even if you need the money, don't do them. We've all seen the ca- the cautionary tale of the guy who stayed out too long. Yeah. You become you become that. Become a crusty, road hardened, bitter yeah. guy who never writes. Angry right, angry person. Yeah. All your material. It paid good. It dumbs (laughs) down your acts. It dumbs down your act. Yeah, it's they pay all right. You know. Yeah, you do two nights. You come up with eight hundred dollars, eight nine hundred dollars. Some of them pay like one hundred twenty-five bucks, but you string those on Tuesday, Wednesday for the for the middle for the middle act. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start headlining, you make good money. But boy, shit, (laughs) shit. My window. This is when I was driving my my Mazda, my protege. My window wouldn't go up at one time. I had rolled the window down and I would roll and it wouldn't roll back up. I'm in the middle of Pennsylvania in the winter. Oh no. <laughs> roll back up. I had to go to like a little auto parts store, buy duct tape, push that bitch up and duct tape it. <laughs> and I drove back into New York and then I took it to a place up the street from my house in Astoria and I got them to fix it. You got a guy. So some of my money went to that, you know. That's the thing that puts wear and tear on your car too. Right. Ah, uh, the mallet, yeah, because the on wheels, your car, the yeah. oil change, yeah. Your Suspensions. car. You learn all the tricks. You're in some shitty little, some shitty little, you know, roadside hotel. The door opens onto the street. <laughs> Which, oh, no. yeah, those are yeah, those are scary. You're like, what kind of kick my door is? <laughs> yeah, it puts wear and tear on your car, on your arteries, on your yeah. uh, mental health. It's, it's shitty food. Yeah, you learn yeah, how to say you ain't gonna be the best food. Well, you learn to eat because at the at the at the firehouses they always have a spaghetti dinner <gasps> that goes with it. The reason why they serve spaghetti is because you can make a lot of spaghetti for a little bit of money, right? Yeah. Somebody was asking why they always serve spaghetti. I'm like, because you can make a lot of spaghetti for a little bit of money. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and then you get stretch. some local some local person to make you some desserts. You know, everybody gonna volunteer and give you something. Yeah, yeah. And they always do a 50-50 raffle. And what that is is you put your money in, and if you win, you get half the money, and the organization gets the other half. Mm. 50-50. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's a good night out for those people. So if you if you yeah, that's the excitement for the week. Yeah, oh yeah, they love it. They they love it. Everybody, everybody in the town show up. They love it. So I look, I would work hard to make these ignorant people happy with my yeah. act. I, I put work in. And <laughs> I didn't fuck it off. I'm like, this is something, town. this is, this is something for them. They, they really, yeah. 
want to come to this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the best I can. <laughs> you know, you the best the best that I possibly can. So that's one thing it's good for is you learn how to headline, mm. learn how to how to be a headliner. Right. And after a while, you're like, I ain't doing this shit no more. <laughs> I ain't doing this shit. Yeah, I, I don't I, blame you. I bowed out pretty quick. I never even got to headline those rooms because I just I was like, yeah. they don't like my jokes, and I'm not going to change them. You know, they don't want to hear. <laughs> I don't blame yeah. you. The topics yeah. that I cover are not really interesting to them. They want me to make fun of the drunk friend. So uh, I didn't have enough that crossed over into that world of my act already. So and I wasn't going right. to write anything just for that. So I was like, yeah, you know, I can I can do the 20, 30 minute opening spot, but that's it. And right. then right. and then the guitar comic goes on after you and destroys. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> so, like, oh, that's why you can't. You ain't really come for me. Yeah. You was not here for the yuck yucks. Five hour to, drive uh, home thinking about that. I only, yeah. I only opened like a couple of times because I was blowing headliners off the stage because I was fresh. <laughs> these these old ass headliners. And I was fresh. I was blowing them off the stage. So this is like, yeah, we got two really good reports about just we're gonna we're gonna try out as a headliner. I'm like, it's gonna be the same thing. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be the same thing. Don't don't worry about it. <clears throat> don't worry about it. I worked with a guy one time in um we did two nights. We did a night in Birmingham at a shitty little one nighter. And the night before that, I think we were in, I don't know, some little southern town. That was that was the better night because we were in an actual club above a bar. This other thing was just terrible, but this dude had like a whole, he had like a wardrobe on stage and he did like costume changes and all kinds of shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is this? (laughs) How long long was he on? 45 minutes. Did costume changes. He would do fast (laughs) costume changes and he, he had like music cues and it was fucking crazy. It was fucking crazy. I'm like, I'm just doing 30 minutes of jokes and I'm done. Right. Yeah, I ain't gonna get no costume changes. No. Fucking crazy. Yeah, you'll be the weirdest bef- act I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of weird acts. I worked with a hypnotist before. Well, yeah, that's a whole different thing. A hypnotist don't even normally have openers. They just go out and do the whole show. Like, you know. We did it in Austin at Cap City. This is out of their actual comedy club. I remember that. And they did a whole they did a whole show. Yeah, Mark came. They did a whole show. It was a hypnotist, it was myself. I was I was the feature. I was the feature. Yeah, I was featuring then because this girl who was a DJ was MC and then was me and then the the uh headliner who was this. He, he as a matter of fact, he was a hypnotist who started with Cedric. They started together in St. Louis. You know, it's weird. <laughs> it was not weird. He was just he was a good hypnotist. He would hypnotize people, make them do shit, and you know. Right. Yeah. You have to be want you have to be wanting to be hypnotized. Oh, it won't work. Because if yeah, you go had, up there like you can't hypnotize me, I'm like, yeah, you're right, I can't. <laughs> I'll let <laughs> you try shit. <laughs> you're, you're right, I can't. <laughs> you are 100 percent right. I can't. It's not how it works. <laughs> you have to be susceptible to because he would put people, oh, you can't I can't get you down, get off stage. Yeah. <laughs> and he would bring somebody else up. They had Flip Orley. He was he was the improvs guy. He was coming yeah, for through. years. He would stay for like two weeks. He would no openers, and he would have no one else did two week runs at the improv except yeah, for Flip Orley. Like wow, he would headline yeah, like a two week run. That sell was out was two Tuesday weeks through Sunday. Sell out every show. It was a big deal when he came to town. Wow, yeah. I never went and watched it. I never saw it, but it was like a thing. It was like an event. He came twice a year. Sell out two weeks. Yeah, yeah. 
when I was a young comic, I was shitty. I was very elitist about stuff like that. You know? Yeah. And then I read Richard Pryor's book and he used to work with Pat Collins, the hip hypnotist. I was like, fuck, Richard did it. And he didn't seem to have a problem with it. Why am, why am I out here on like <laughs> 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 acting, acting like I'm, I'm all brand new. <laughs> like, I know said, something. Tommy said she was in Mike B's Instagram DMs said, I heard he was brunch bitch today. And he said, I'm out here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Mimosa in it up. 757. Yeah, that's uh, Mike. He he was texting us at the end of the first episode and he had not had a drink yet, but he was already in full brunch yeah. bitch mode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 um, shout, shout out to Mike. I'm drinking a simple lemonade, the spiked. Yeah, I like these things. Yeah. Simply spiked. I had to go buy another bottle of liquor because I, I, my liquor bottles we sold the liquor oh, i didn't sell <laughs> i put the liquor cabinet on the street karen and it was gone within within a few minutes <laughs> i bet you it was the whole liquor cabinet yes yeah i had to put it on the street and uh so we had to get rid of, to home. Get rid of some of the bottles so i'm like well i gotta go start start a new liquor connection but i don't have a liquor cabinet and I can't get this bottle into the into any of my <laughs> cabinets here because our kitchen is small. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do with this bottle? I so said, you got I a bunch of wall space. You know, I you can custom make that stuff now. Yeah, I got to buy a liquor cabinet. But I don't want to put it down here. And I got to come downstairs to get a bottle of liquor. If I come down here again, I ain't going back up. Are <laughs> you right. down there to stay? So I fell asleep down here. I got a chair set up over there in front of the TV behind me, that chair mm-hmm. right there. And you uh, fell asleep I fell on that year. Yeah, that was that was stupid. Shouldn't have done that. I, <laughs> Back I, was hurting. I, I feel you on that. Uh, I had to get uh, used to uh, Roger being in New York because uh, he my alarm clock. Because I just dozed on off to sleep and not even think twice. And I yeah. I woke up. <laughs> I was like, why am I still on this chair? I was like, oh yeah, my alarm clock <laughs> ain't right. to tell me to get my ass in the bed. Yeah, I I fell asleep in that chair. I tried to get up and walk up the stairs. It felt like everything inside of me was broken. <laughs> Broken. Yeah, that chair looks like it's, it doesn't have much, uh, much of a lean back factor going. No, on, right? you don't lean back. You're sitting up, and you uh, that's the worst. It's like sitting back, on an airplane. I might get. I might see if I can get a recliner down here. Yeah, get, get some a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Get, get go to Costco, get whatever they got. You know, yeah, some cheap. Come I'm on, you, not now, now you know money. we are of the age of comfort. We is not trying to be uncomfortable <laughs> and cute. Ain't yeah, nobody TPS. trying to be like that. CPS saying don't put a weight. I'm really thinking about getting a weighted blanket. I don't know why I haven't got one yet. I love the weighted blanket, but honey, when you go to sleep, you are go. Hmm. Yeah, because I don't sleep where I don't sleep where the damn. I wake up. It's like a hug every night in the middle of the night. That bitch you know, hug you to sleep. You know what's a a good way to fall asleep is to have a cat curl up on your chest purring. Knocks me out every Aww. time. Like that's. <laughs> I'm out and, and like in minutes I'm just done. My night's over at that point. Aren't there like numbers you're supposed to go to with the weighted blanket? Like you're supposed to get a percentage of your body weight and all kinds of dumb shit like that? Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 because you don't want nothing too heavy and then you don't want nothing too light. Weighted blanket. Yeah, there's like a formula for it for like the but I think we talked about this once with Rod. You start with a lower weight. Yeah, and, and then move up. So if it's too light, you know, you can go up. So whatever they do, start with the lowest. And it actually might work for you because they say that, but it also depends on your personality because some people might mm. not like it. Hey, there baby. he is. 
Yeah, yep. I don't sleep worth the day. We're talking about weighted blankets. You use right on time. We just mentioned your name. <laughs> just mentioned doing? your name. What's up, man? Um, y'all not getting like an echo or anything on my side, are you? No, no, no. We no, good. sounds good. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Weighted blankets, man. That knock your ass out like motherfucking. Yeah, what's the what's <laughs> the percentage Tyson. of body weight to your weight? Um, I got it right here. The general guideline. This is from healthline.com. 10% of your own body weight. Okay. Uh, that's a general guideline. Okay, about 20 pounds. The formula is 10% of body weight plus one to two pounds. So okay. I guess plus or minus a little bit with 10%. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, I've I've I feel like I've heard a few people say start with a lighter one. If you're gonna if you're gonna go with maybe something that's outside that parameter, start with lighter and go heavier. Yeah, because like, okay, so Karen probably can't use Rod's blanket. I shouldn't be using, you know what I'm saying? I probably shouldn't be using, you know what I'm saying? Karen can't use my blanket, you know? Amy can't use my blanket, you know? And she does have a claustrophobia thing. Like, she she mm. always sleeps with a leg out. Yeah, my wife's the same way. My blanket. You know, you know, your wife probably can't use your blanket. She wouldn't you know use saying? one. So my, what wife, you... my, my wife would not use, like, I've brought that up because sometimes she'll have trouble falling asleep. I'm like, maybe she get one of those weighted blankets. She, she'd feel like she's suffocating. That's why she has to have one leg out. Because she has yeah. to be, she can't be pinned inside the blanket. So how basically. big is the blanket? Is it big enough for both of you, Rod? Or do you just, Rod, just use it and, and Karen, you got your own? No, it's just one. We kind of go back and forth. He uses it more than me, though. Okay. Is it big enough for two? No, it's 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 a one-person blanket. Okay. This is like the, this is from yeah, Casper. I, 19, I guess they sell I these. See, right? My whole, because I do the one leg out thing, and that's not because I'm claustrophobic. It's because I'm he, really high temperature. Yeah, you're yeah. Really high temperature. The thing for ours with the, I don't know what's in it, but whatever temperature it is in Lead. the grip, it's, it's cool. It's as cool as that. So, like, you don't get, I don't get hot under there. It's it's like, if anything, it make you feel colder, and then you just be like, fuck life. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I think I need, I think I need the to do that old man thing where you take one head, your hand, and put it behind your head. And... That's my only <laughs> suggestion: is if you get one, I think you should keep it on your couch. Because I, if you put it on your bed, I don't think you can get up. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just one of those people who stays in bed forever. Yeah, it's like you depressed now, nah, man. I got a weighted blanket. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I think I'm a, you know, I could probably get the wife to get me one. I'm sure they sell them. Is your birthday coming up? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure they. Oh, sell you can get them. them. You can even get them like Target now. They have them everywhere. She got me a good pillow. Which, thank God, my neck has been feeling a lot better since she got that pillow. So these guidelines for this one, mosaic blankets, they have slightly different percentages for yeah, that's about women right. or men. That's about what I was thinking. That's about a one pound difference. So. How are they in the summer though? Once again, as however cool you have it in your house for for the kind we got, that's what it's gonna feel like. Okay. So okay. if you keep it cool and you like it cool, it's gonna feel like if you like it hot though, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you like it hot in the summer, you might be on some masochist shit. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, so you need one. You need a summer blanket and a winter blanket, basically. <laughs> if I put it down here in this basement, see, we don't have a couch down here yet. I'm wearing a new place, Rod. This is my. This is the basement. 
Oh, I'm showing okay. everybody that's the TV. That's Ava's little room back there. Not her bedroom. Right. We gave her just a, a little room. A little space. That's nice. Her, she, her desk is in it. She ain't going to work down here, but there's a desk in there. She put her paint in there. There's a full bathroom off in there with a washer and dryer. You got any uh, passive aggressive white neighbors? Uh, Not yet. Okay. <laughs> they all seem pleasant. <laughs> Trying to hit that base, see what's up. Shakes. Oh, bro, I was playing when we started the first show. <laughs> I left my bases over at the old play. We are we don't have everything out of the old place yet. We got all the big shit, but there's little things. There's a couple piece of luggage over there. Do you walk over there and just stomp? Yeah, I gotta go over there. Oh yeah, I've been loud. I gotta go over there and uh, plug in the nail holes. I'm about to just say fuck it. Y'all do whatever the fuck you, you want. should say fuck because you don't have to. You yeah. don't have to paint to paint over them. Yeah, too. And, yeah. No, just, and just keep the, just and just say, dap, you know what? Keep the deposit. <laughs> I'm just gonna dap them, dap the holes, and then yeah. they can paint it over. They have to paint anyway. They haven't painted. Oh, they painting. Yeah, <laughs> they they painting. It's like, yeah, we need you to uh, steam clean the carpets. I'm like, oh yeah, that what you need. What? <laughs> That's, whose job is that? How long? Were, how long were y'all in there? Fifteen years. Are they just gonna need to replace that carpet? Yeah. Well, they already did replace the carpet. I don't know if you guys okay. remember, but they did that two months ago. Oh, okay. okay. That's in the fine. bedrooms, but in the loft, that carpet's been there the whole time we've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's on them. Right. Right. They they I think they 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 okay. have to replace it anyway. They're not well, steam it. they gotta they gotta replace the the stove. They're gonna have to redo the counters because they pulled away from the wall where the sink is. Right, so like a gap there, so they're gonna to have to either caulk those counters or they're gonna to have to redo them. They got a lot of work to do in there, which is why they didn't want us to move out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, because they didn't want to incur want the cost of repairing right. it and didn't have to raise the rent probably. Right, because remember when we were having problems with the dude down below the manager of the apartment because he came over to talk to us to be like listen don't <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere talk to the owner he's willing to negotiate he was like please yeah. baby baby please he gave us new carpet he gave us the carpet in the bedrooms that, that was, was cheaper than to do all the other repairs you want anything and Amy was like i think we want some carpet oh, i'll give you new carpet hmm. was it a hard decision no not at all not for me here's the thing is amy was uh you know, it's the only it's the only place Ava's ever had ever lived in. For me, it wasn't because we don't own it. <laughs> so because we never owned it, like y'all rent, right? Right, Rod? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you leave, you're gonna be like, all right, well. <laughs> yeah, y'all fix whatever. Keep the deposit. Y'all fix whatever y'all need to do. To I don't own this shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and also you're in the same neighborhood too. So and we're we're only one street over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're still in the neighborhood. The houses are the same. You're right, Lakita. The houses are the same. We thought it would be kind of shaky for her, but you know, the trade off is, is even for her. She's already like, we have a little backyard, and um, can I get a dog now? And you know, we're not on the third floor anymore. That, and she's also that at the age too, where a little bit of privacy is is you know right. desired when you start getting into teenage years. Right, right. She can go in and out. We can we. I put her bike to get her bike. We had her bike on the balcony. So I'm going to take it over to, there's a bike shop over here. I'm going to take over the bike shop and get it tuned up. This place came with a little bike thing in the back, like a bike garage that oh. seals up. Oh. So she can go out there, take her bike out, just go out the back door and ride it now. As opposed to carrying that bitch up and down three flights of stairs, which Ooh. was somebody was carrying it up and down three flights of stairs, you know. I Right. Yeah. You pointed yeah. at the right person because they ain't like she was doing it. And then my parents... You know, my dad was like, I can't keep fucking with these stairs no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, 
Come on, old age, knees and shit. Then you know that's why, like, you see a lot of old old people. They be like, I want my shit to be one story. Yep. One it was story like trying to climb some stairs and fuck up a hip. Yeah. Well, they moved. Our parents moved. They yeah, had this yeah. other house in the same neighborhood. Was it in the same neighborhood? It wasn't the same neighborhood, right? It's pretty much in the same neighborhood. Yeah. They left that house and moved to another house because that house was that was when my grandmother was still alive. That house was two stories. And uh, going up and down the stairs, they were like, I don't want to do this no more. Mm-mm. So they we bought this other place. Mr. Step and your ass a tumble down that bitch. I said, no, no, yeah. I'm good. Well, now the place they're in now has a loft. My mom, that my dad put a closet up there for her, like a big walk-in closet. He had a big walk-in closet built, but it's only one flight of stairs. And they mm-hmm. like, <laughs> right. Fucking with the realness. Like this is three flights of stairs. Like even the movers were like, yeah, we'd have been done one for these stairs, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I had to to change Airbnbs, and uh, the other one had stairs with no elevator or nothing. Yeah, how many and, flights? Uh, uh, you got. I had to go up three. And that's New York, man. Yeah, moving, moving, uh, moving my luggage and all that shit up and down the stairs, man. That shit was <laughs> testing. I was, I was tested. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 New York, man. Ain't no that stairs. shit adds up. So, I mean, yeah. New York has fifth floor walk-ups too. Like, it's yeah. not even stop at three. Like, who? Yeah. Every you time you go, home, no. My man Justin was in a fifth floor walk-up in Manhattan, and his wife had hip surgery. She leave that apartment for three months. Mm-hmm. Oh, blame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had. Yeah, she had a hip uh, replacement. Couldn't they didn't leave that apartment for three months. There was a lot of older people that stayed there. So, uh, you know, and of course, I'm I'm from the country. I'm, I'm from Charlotte. I'm used to driving. And so I wasn't used to all that walking and shit. And I walk from work about 15, 20 minutes and then walk up them three flights of stairs. And I would be so fucking tired and, and just like <laughs> out of breath. And it'd be like some old woman walking by, like, excuse me. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's their jam. Just be like, I do this every day, dog. Yep. Never, that's never exactly what more, it is. Never felt more washed in my life. <laughs> some white lady just, just do, 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 excuse me, going down the stairs. Yeah. Pardon floor. me. <laughs> yeah people yeah that's that's the thing about new york like people just get so used to walking it's nothing to them yeah right. that ten thousand steps thing you can do that easy you don't even have to think that's about what it. i hear like a lot of people up there they was like i do that and like in the day they was like ten thousand steps ain't nothing for me yeah yeah, yeah like everything's I, fast you're not you're not walking slow either you're walking at a nice pace no you're you know? not i yeah oh. i had to get used i think this time i'll be a little bit better but yeah. uh yeah when i first was there my concept of distance and y'all concept of distance is not the motherfucking same. Right. Because I will be confused. They'll be like, we going to such stuff. I was like, well, yeah, we're going to get a car. That was like, it's up street. I was like, what do you mean up street? Like <laughs> I drive everywhere. There's nothing close near me. Yeah. And- it's it's walkable. It's a short, it's a, uh, it's a it's, short walk. Yeah. Learn the difference between uh, street blocks and avenue blocks. Yes. Learn that yes. difference. That's huge. And like. Nobody tells you that till you get there. New Yorkers are like, talk to you while you walk. And I'll be like, yeah. bro. We either talk or we walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll you'll get in you'll get in better shape. Your wind just has to go. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you'll get it's in getting, better shape. It's getting better. We either talk or we walk. Your wind just your wind just has to come. It's That's crazy because by the time I moved out that that last joint, I was it was like I would look forward to it. It was nothing, but yeah. because I had did it every day, twice a day for like thirty days or whatever. So by the end, it was like I would get in and be like just a little winded. Right. I still ain't like their their pace of walking is the thing that makes it like oh everybody no. walks fast. Yeah. yeah, don't Got talk to me. Go, bro. Man. <laughs> yeah, we not, yeah. We, 
Yeah, we're not walking for casual. Like when I walk and talk at home, it's casual. It's like, oh, it's going to You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Walking, I got places to be. You also learn, that- you learn about uh, how, you learn how uncomfortable your shoes are. Yeah. Uh, Cause some, you're like, oh, these, these shoes are nice. And then you walk, yeah. you walk, you know, five mm-hmm. miles a day, three, four days in a row. And you're like, oh, these yeah. shoes are, they're terrible <laughs> I, you know. yes I, yeah, I, got, I got some good old-fashioned some expensive brooks and so i yeah. when i go up there i run them things to the ground oh and the thing that tripped me out too was uh we be at a stop light you know pedestrian crossing and you see just random white people just walk through the line i was like baby how do they know they ain't gonna get hit <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was like, they're used to the time under the lights. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, because all the lights are time. All the lights are time. This on the same, which is a great thing about driving in New York, which I only really doing. But all the lights are the same. So the lights on one street, one turn green, they all turn green. Right. You got a straight <laughs> shot all up and down that all up and down the avenue. That light, that light is green. Okay, so it's not a staggering thing. It's like they all no. just okay, all that, and that will make sense. And they're all like, like a, a comic that I knew was a bike messenger for a while in New York. And he was like, you know, sometimes with tourists, they see you like coming up on your bike at speed and they stop. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm timing it so that you're gone by the time I get past that right. spot. So you, right. you keep walking and let them, let the cars and the bikes work around you because they're actually timing their their journey around around pedestrians but tourists will stop and like yeah. fuck it all up for I always everybody. fuck everything up because everybody's working in sync yeah organism you see a bike messenger flying towards you your instinct is like oh shit let me stop and but no he's like he's expecting he you knows to keep what you're doing yeah I had, to get, I had to get used to that there's also like time the light timing is not exact with the pedestrian thing so like yeah, the extra like ten seconds in there where you can like keep walking and ignore the light. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't learn that shit till you know uh, for a while. And yeah. then Like oh yeah. no, fuck that. I, yeah, I, you're you're stopped and everyone else is walking, still walking. You're like, yeah. why are people? Why is everybody walking right now? Yeah, and I'm like, this motherfucker gonna get hit, and it's just like, <laughs> uh, now I'm the one one thousand, two one thousand. I'm like, this is okay. Now this is insulting. I should be walking. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept going. I had to get used to the uh, uh, the uh, Uber and uh, uh, the Uber Eats and Grubhub and stuff. People on the bikes. Yeah. Cause yeah. uh, I was, I remember when I first got there, it used to trip me. Out. I looked and all you would see was, I was like, where are these bikes coming from? You just see them just flying all up and down the road at like top speed. Yeah. yeah. Middle of winter, no jacket on. Right. It <laughs> like, was confusing to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody works together. You know, when you, when you move, I bought a pair of shoes one time from a, like a, a what I thought was a nice street corner stand. Good looking shoes too. And I was wearing them. We was working at CTI and they needed some black shoes. I was like, oh, those are nice. Man, I wore the heels off them shoes in one shift. Oh no. Feet, what was that made out of? Feet were aching at the end of that shift. Did you have a Conway? Aching. <laughs> no, but I did buy shirts at Conway. <laughs> I bought shirts at Con- Conway that fell yeah. apart very Shirts very and underwear <laughs> from Conway. Because <laughs> we would tap at the Javits Center and sometimes yeah. it would have, usually it was all black was the rule. You just from wear all Conway, black. Conway right up the street. <laughs> and so every now and then a, a show, uh, a convention street. would come in to the Javits Center and they would have a different rule for staff. They would say, actually white shirts. A white polo shirt, as a matter yeah. of fact, and run up to Conway and get we, a nine dollar yeah. white polo. I, you know, you wouldn't have a white polo. And then, like, I went to Kanye once and got a Kanye Conway once and got a white polo. 
And then I put it on. I felt this scratching. There was a pin in it. It wasn't, it wasn't folded with pins. It was on a rack, but it was a pin in it. Another time I bought one and like, I got it home and I realized like it had, it wasn't really white. It had kind of yellowed. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't tell in the store. So, but they were like the cheapest, you know, so I needed this week. Let me pay my five or seven bucks and just, it's going to fall apart after that. You wash it once and the seams start to, to start to unravel. But I think Conway went out of business eventually, but they were like a super discount type of store Ooh, like that. You need yep. something, you're walking by, you need gloves, it's cold, go in there. Step in there, get you yeah. some $3 gloves. <laughs> yeah. Get you some $3 gloves. You know, you need an umbrella? Want a basketball? <laughs> a basketball? We got it. <laughs> Come on in and get one. I bought a basketball from Conway when I first moved there. I was like, oh, I need a basketball. because was a, I live right across the street from, from a school that had outdoor rinks, outdoor hoops. I need a basketball, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I do need a basketball. I actually did find an outside goal, like a couple of them, right, right up the block. So, yeah, um, you know, I was thinking about going out there shooting around, and uh, I don't know what about basketball. Yeah, get off Amazon or something, I guess. Yeah, I said we were. Uh, we live there. Goods, should be a sporting goods. Should be a sporting goods store. Dicks. Dicks. Dicks sporting goods. Yeah, find a chain. All right. When we when we lived there it was before the era of like just ordering something online. Yeah, so but you had to know you had to know your spot. All the stores yeah. though, there was like always some compromise. Like you, you could we had a target further out in Queens and you yeah, know you, you could, could go out there. Yeah. You can yeah. go to Walmart and find a basketball. So not New York. And there was a Kmart <laughs> in Manhattan that they closed down. Drive over to Jersey for Walmart. Yeah, everything, nothing's nothing's what you think it is. Like down south, if I go to a Target, you can buy anything in a Target. Right. Mm-hmm. Here it's like, it's like a super target. Some shit you can get some shit you like it's like yeah. shit that you think like a bath mat that contours to your to your toilet oh there's always a compromise <laughs> yeah like like nah you can get a square mat it's right like, well, oh, okay i guess i you know or <laughs> uh you can get uh we don't sell any bass we don't sell any athletic shoes you can get some shoes Right, right. <laughs> like, you want to like stun on some motherfuckers? It's like some motherfucking like high bottom shoes or something like some. Yeah, like you can get that, but if you just wanted like a forty dollar pair of Nikes to go around and shoot, uh, no, nah, we don't got that. You got go to have like uh, to a neighborhood for that. You right. get that Manhattan. Or you, you even a story like the, the neighborhood spots still had because they're all small. They're all specialized. They're yeah. they're always compromises. They wouldn't have like everything available. Like. If you wanted a shower curtain, like I wanted a blue shower curtain, it's a common color. Go into the spot that sells them. It's like, oh, we don't have blue. We got teal. It's close, and right. there's there's little fish on it. Right. <laughs> say, well, that's the best, the closest <laughs> but, I can get. But it ain't the same. You, then you they want to buy. Why did everybody want off Amazon? Because it is bullshit. Don't nobody want right. to deal with this. So I just want off Amazon. It's all a compromise. Be, Everything's almost what you want. Every shit that you take for granted too, like. You know, like go to CVS and be like, "Oh, you know, I need a cone for my beard." Yeah, it's like, "Nah, we don't got no beard cones. That's crazy." We don't have those. Like, what the fuck? You got a whole beauty section and all this shit, and they're just like, "Nope, not beard cones." Like, yeah. you know, little tiny cone. Nah, good luck. There's a guy. Uh, go three blocks that way. There's a guy. His store is only open from one to two fifteen every afternoon. Yeah. No, he got it. <laughs> like, it's you gotta just... go to the. You gotta go to the bodega. Yeah. yeah. And then the bodega yeah, bodegas are interesting. <laughs> what the good news prices. is, like you can. Well, the cat a- is hanging out on top of. Oh, is cat? I have not <laughs> seen the cat yet. You, you seen the cat? 
in a bodega. Bodega cat. Wow. There's a Twitter account called Bodega Cats. Yeah. And it's just pictures of cats and bodegas. The good news is you can get like a hot sandwich anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like it don't matter what you just walk into any fucking corner store. It's just like hot, just a grill and just ingredients <laughs> just everywhere. Yeah, does, like yeah, I'm yeah. like this way, you could have had the fucking combs and the bath mats and the <laughs> that, that, that we got down south. But nah, you got a motherfucker here making bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, never every- get, never get a hot dog out of the water that's boiling on the street. Never do that. Never do that. Oh, wait. My guy has the best boiled hot dogs. I got a guy. Don't get boiled hot dogs. <laughs> my guy's got the best. Never, ever. You don't know how long that water has been there. Probably sick as a dog. You mm-hmm. have no idea how long that shit's been boiling in that water. Only get grilled hot dogs. Okay. They got the ones with the grills. They got grilled hot dogs. They got grilled sausages. Just meat. <laughs> grilled meat. Just meat. <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of meat, vegetables, but don't ever get a boiled hot dog. My dad was like, oh, I'm gonna give me a hot dog. I was like, you ain't eating that shit. <laughs> He'd be sick as a dog. Yeah, I didn't even talk about square, that, but that he was sick. like, I'm gonna get one of those. I said, No, you're not. We're gonna go over here. We're gonna walk a block up here. I said, You see that guy up there with the line? That's where we're going. If you that guy up there with the line, you messing yeah. with the one that's like the a barber. Why are you going to the barber with no line? He ain't got right. no line because he's bad. Yeah. Right. We're going up there to get a hot dog. We're not getting one here. He's gonna mess up your line yeah <laughs> this is uh <laughs> the bodega cat twitter account it's just cats and bodegas because yep. i've heard about them never seen them i think i'm gonna be in like two or three times <laughs> see these just weird brand stuff just on yeah. stuff yeah there you go you look 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 on everything <laughs> yeah they and keep, you have they all keep these the mice and the rats away so yeah, they serve a purpose. They have you a kind of have one. <laughs> they do their job. Yeah. And and it's it's also interesting too, because like um if you go to one of these bodegas and stuff, they'll have sometimes they have like very obscure shit in there too. Like yeah, like, oh, they got you know, grapes sprite zero <laughs> calories. <laughs> like, Damn, right? They make that, you know. Wait, jolt, jolt cola. I'm like, yo, you got <laughs> jolt. Cola. Oh, they- <laughs> They brought back Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did you get this? It's like, no, I can't find hand soap, but oh, <laughs> I, I might not can find orange juice. I'm still walking out of here with a fucking sun kissed uh that that's fucking flavored with uh watermelon. I'm still with my bacon egg and cheese sandwich. Yeah. But whenever I had like because because we had an air conditioner or window unit in the living room, we had a two-bedroom apartment, and we didn't have them in our bedrooms, but the living room was, was good enough where it could it could send enough cool air into your apartment, but you kind of had to have a fan in your, in your bedroom too. And it was an ordeal finding a place that sells a fan. It was so yeah. much trouble finding a place. Cause like you go to the store, this, they got to have it. The hardware store might have it. Nope. Uh, the little bit of everything store might have it. Nope. And just randomly you see a fan in a window and you go in, <laughs> they don't have that one. <laughs> they got right. a different fan <laughs> yeah. and next, and then it wears out after a couple months, you got to find another <laughs> fan. The, the, the store doesn't have any more fans. You got to find, it's always like just some adventure. And they got like 12 versions of like shit that heats your house. Like, right. There's so many <laughs> of these fucking like things. I've been fooled by these things that look like fans. Yeah. And I plug them in. I'm like, yeah, man, I got to cool down this fucking radiator. And then the heat starts coming out of that shit. I'm like, it's not even a fucking heat button. <laughs> like, how is that heat button? It's like a fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brand oh, new Lakita, Look, Lakita says it sounds like a nightmare. Listen, Lakita, I love New York. 
You just got to find your spot and you got to be loyal to it. You got to yeah, find don't, Y'all don't believe thing. in Cinch Air. New York don't believe in Cinch no. Air. It's like, no, those buildings this? are old. Those buildings are old. It you doesn't get hot here. You can't live in Manhattan. You got to go out. You got to go no, out to even, Queens. You got to go out to further out. Well, they have the new buildings going. All these new buildings have gone up in Astoria. I was asking about that. I'm like, oh, those buildings got AC now because they put new buildings up in Astoria. The new ones that were being built when I was living there were not being built with with central air. Well, that I that's changed. Yeah. Cuz I I'm guessing enough people were like fuck this. I was baffled by that. I was <laughs> right. like one person this. shouldn't control everything in this bitch. It don't make sense. Yeah. yeah. They 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 love they love people that live in New York. I think they have they love it cuz they have to. Right. Yeah. Well, you know I, I, mean? I used to talk about that on stage It's like you can't like New York. You can't just you can't just like the smell of pee. You have to yeah, love New York to, love to be able to tolerate <laughs> the smell of pee, especially in the summer when it's warm piss and it's in the air. You know, as you're walking through, you're smelling them like I'm just walking through piss mist. You gotta <laughs> you gotta flip it on other people, like they the ones that's crazy. Like when I was like, yeah. the fuck is up with these radiators, bro? Like when I came into work, <laughs> I was like, dog, I was sweating my balls off. It's fucking 20 degrees outside. I had to open up a window. They're like, yeah. yeah, man, that's New York for you. I'm like, greatest oh. city in the world. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Oh, we need yeah. to start a union. What is this shit? Because the whole building, <laughs> the whole building is on this, is on that uh, heater thing. Yeah, so, and it's a bunch of old people in that building. So of course yeah. they want it balls hot, and I'm yeah. cranking. I'm coming up three flights of stairs with Franken. two layers of coats on and shit. Like, let me. Am I gonna die today? Is today the day <laughs> yeah. they find me dead in this Airbnb, passed out? Yeah. And yeah, then the, and then you know, like I said, Andy had a really nice place. Yeah, we, we had a nice lucky. place too, but Andy's was nicer because it was bigger. He had like a legit, looked like a regular ass Virginia apartment. Mm. That's why we liked it. It had carpet. Yeah. New York Kitchen, doesn't have carpet. Little dining area, a living area, uh, two bedrooms and a bathroom. Yeah. yeah, one bathroom. One bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. See, they had like a legit place with open on the fire escape with the uh, with the. Mm. AC units. We had our place was built like a. It's like you come in and it was like a small little alleyway, that we set up as our living room. Mm-hmm. So we had a couch wedged up against the wall. We had a TV on the other wall, and then there was two rooms on either side, and we had a big ass kitchen, mm. a small room, and then there was a the master bedroom faced the street. The windows faced the street. Yeah, yeah that's a, there's always like this place with like a randomly enlarged kitchen or a randomly like this there's no rhyme or reason to why it was designed that way right. but it's like kitchen why is the kitchen big. gigantic and it had a window to nowhere it had this window in the kitchen that nowhere. went nowhere it opened up onto the square that opened that went up to the went up through the roof it was just a square between because it's you know this yeah it's a bunch of it's row houses the so place, the place this... i was in had that too every yeah. window opened to just like brick yeah yeah this one this one was a this one was a thing like amy dropped something down there one time she was able to get the guy next door to get the thing that she dropped and get a guy (laughs) you know now this shit looked like like there was there was two windows like in two adjacent bedrooms in the one i was in that opened to each other like like, (laughs) but but it was outside between them and then it was just a long column of brick all the way like six stories tall. I was like, this shit look like Dracula gonna come in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not opening this shit. Ain't no light. And they're required because rooms, certain number of windows have to be in there. Every bedroom has to have a window. Like there's a requirement. Yeah. So they just put a window in a random, the worst spot ever. Yeah. Just yeah. to say we have yeah. a window and thus this room qualifies, you know, whatever. 
So uh, the place I was in out into the backyard, but the backyard, there was no way out of the backyard mm. other than going through the fire. <laughs> so if there was what? a fire, you because the people on the bottom floor got the backyard. Right. People in the men, then everybody else don't get the backyard. Our landlord lived on the top floor with his wife and his two kids. And we lived in the middle. And then there was two girls living on the bottom floor. What this was, was a three-story house that it converted into three apartments. Right. Okay. That's what it was. It was a three-story row house that got converted into three apartments. And the bottom floor got the backyard. Mm. So, yeah, I would hear these. I would hear them girls out there sometimes hanging out. We got the, what we got was the fire escape. So you could go sit on the fire escape. The shit that was, that was killing me in the old joint. Which people do, by the way, Karen. They had they had a bathroom. I, I wonder if I could show y'all a pic. They had a bathroom where it was a wall between the toilet and the sink. Yeah. And both it made everything too small. Right, right. If you ain't have enough room to <laughs> privacy pit, wall. And you ain't have enough room to to to, yeah. to brush your teeth. It was just like, who the fuck can live like this is pretty just take it down. Yeah, we had a good sized bathroom, surprisingly. Yeah, good size bathroom. Do we have a? Yeah, we had a window in our bathroom too. The place I was in had like the kitchen open to the living room, and they had this giant counter in the kitchen. It was like it was like a you could put stools up and have like a little bar area. You could like sit there. You wouldn't need a dining room table. It was perfect because it was all this extra space. And then I randomly just googled that address like a year or two ago, and it was available for rent. And they had remodeled it. And they took that down. Like that was gone. Oh, that's the oh, that's, best that's, thing about that apartment. Yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> Why'd you do that? And so, like so, sometimes they just it, there's no rhyme or reason. No one even understands. We were in a, our building when we bought it. It was a three story building. We bought it. We rented it. It was a three story building. One management company had it at that point. Like three months later, they sold it to a different company. They're like, okay, send your rent checks to us now. And then they sold it to another company at some point. And um the guy, the guy from the company came through a couple times to, you know, check on the place because they had just bought it. And ours was like the top floor, third floor. And he walked in. He's like, oh, wow, it's nice in here because he had been in every other apartment in the building. And I guess ours was the nicest one. Oh, that's actually nice in here. We were like, yeah, uh, yeah, we keep it up pretty good. And then they started raising our rent every time. Like they mm. they had we were rent stabilized. So you could only raise it by a certain percentage that the, the city sets the number every year, 3%, right. 3.5%, whatever it was. And they maxed it out every time, you know, like like every time that it came up with the lease, they would max out the amount they could raise it. And then the final year, they actually said, um, oh, you guys aren't actually rent stabilized. Like they, they just told it, they sent us a letter saying, okay, so uh, yours is not a rent stabilized place. We're like, we have our lease, <laughs> we have yeah, our original I'm lease. I'm looking at my right, lease right like, now. You can't do that. Yeah, and they they ultimately they said it's not rent stabilized, uh, but we're just going to raise it this amount, which was the rent stabilized maximum. Because they so know they had to, because they didn't they didn't want y'all taking the court because they knew if y'all did, yeah. they, y'all would win. Yeah, and I, we had the original lease that we had. We moved in. We had all the other leases, and it was like this is obviously rent, the lease you sent us is a at the yeah. top rent stabilized lease agreement. Yeah. So right. they knew that they had a nicer place on that top floor than I guess that they were. Right. So there was y'all, and basically, if y'all ain't ready to sue, y'all yeah. fucked. But we were moving out at that point anyway, so we were like, "All right, well, we there was never a next year when they were gonna when they pulled, you know, the next thing on us." But I think they were getting ready to do that once they realized. Right. 
they could they could, they should be asking a lot more money for that place. Uh, I put that's what the bathroom looked like in the place. Yeah, that's yeah the privacy, <laughs> the little privacy thing. But it's that's it's stupid. Wall. Okay, so <laughs> where are you putting your shelf with all your stuff on it? Right. Like your, all your little things. There, there's was, no shelf. It was you a put like usually in bathrooms, like New York bathrooms, is you put a shelving thing above the above the toilet. Right. It's like a little shelf unit. You got to measure off and get make sure you get the right measurements. But you stick that shelving thing up above the wall and then you put like your toilet paper, you put your towels on there, your your washcloths. And you could if this wall wasn't there, you could put like a little rack right there with all that stuff right there. Yeah. But with that wall being there, which was the little privacy wall, stupid. Why is that? Nobody care about no privacy wall. Well, here's a privacy wall. It's called the door. Right. (laughs) It's called the door. Like, and it's like because it's such a tiny area. It's impossible to have privacy because to even get to either area, you gotta walk right by the other motherfucker. Like, right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Here's the thing. Normally, if you're gonna try to do privacy, the toilet is not gonna be next to the tub. Right. 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 Yeah, well, nobody right. goes to the toilet while I'm while I'm taking a bath. <laughs> right. the that's how they get you. gonna be next to the wall where the yeah the right. toilet should go here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you yeah that's all yeah, it was it, yeah. it just made everything they get it all backwards it made everything too tight <laughs> like i was just <laughs> up in that motherfucking slit it was like i was in prison the way i was showering just like yeah. oh, man. <laughs> can't breathe and then like if if you get too too free with the curtain the curtain then leak hangs out the water yeah. goes onto the floor where the toilet yep. Like you just gotta take you and them up you and them watching that like that Damon Wayne special where he was just (laughs) watching that one watching one place. place. (laughs) That's how I was watching the whole time. Well, Jane, that's a load bearing wall, Jane. So we don't we, we don't know. That's that. their excuse for everything. <laughs> Why don't you take that little boy. That's a load bearing thing. That's uh see <laughs> that ain't no load bearing thing. How <laughs> y'all lying? But yeah, I don't know. I survived it. It was just it was 30 days. You know? It's a oh, series they, of compromises. Who, uh, had a nice place was Courtney and uh Brian Parisi. If you guys remember, we had him on mm-hmm. the yeah. kid who, who did a summer in Italy. They had a nice place in Brooklyn. His sister owned the building. She lived on the bottom floor. They lived on the, they lived above her. That place was dope. Mm. I was like, y'all should never leave this. <laughs> this place is dope. It was real nice. Had a really nice kitchen and really nice living room area. Two really nice bedrooms, really nice bathroom. I was like, y'all, y'all can never. He was like, I know I just found it. The lady was great. <laughs> you know, well, someone said uh one time that real estate in new york is people talk about like like they talk about sports like hey where do you live oh how is it oh uh, how yeah. much you pay how big is it what's it look like like everyone wants to know everyone else's situation mm. and measure it and keep score basically because there's always there's always something bad everyone there's always a oh so-and-so got the best deal ever you got to see that guy's place mm. and then you start getting jealous because no one it's not like any other place where you just go to the apartment complex and they have four floor plans to choose from yeah. And everyone's got one of those four. It's like Correct. New York, you never know what's behind that door. You have no idea what's back there. <laughs> you gotta go in and then they're gonna they pressure you to sign a contract real quick and broker fees. Broker fees. Yeah, no, and, no and sign shit. Have to get agents and shit like that. Cause like you yeah. said, it's not like here where you can just talk to the straight property people. Right. Yeah, they 
that's the thing about New York. It's it's not about what's inside your apartment. It's about what's outside your apartment, which is New York City. Mm-hmm. Right. So everyone right. everyone's compromising inside the apartment unless they have five grand a month or whatever. Right. right. Uh, and those friends' apartments do exist, y'all. You see them, but they cost like those huge apartments. Yeah. Five grand a month, six grand a month, probably nine now. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it was. Yeah, higher. definitely more than that now. I was looking at those. That's months. in Manhattan. Only in Manhattan do you see those kind of shits. Yeah, that shit was expensive. But yes. it made me grateful. You know, I'm a New Yorker now, so you just got to get used to it. And Love it. You know, you just find your, find your spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still a visitor. I just visit and go <laughs> back home. Find your spot. Find your shit. Just go to your shit. Rod, what did you think of uh, <laughs> Stephen A? We talked about it on Monday. You weren't here. What did you think of Stephen A's backup? Off the Dana White stuff, Stephen. Oh, a. I, I hadn't off. seen it. He backed off. Well, you hadn't it? seen his backup. Well, yeah, because he did the yeah. first one, and then the second one, he was like, you know, because everybody, because Jamel Hill wrote a column lighting him up for the Atlantic. Mm. Everybody was lighting him up. I mean, lighting his at and Dan Levitard lit him up. Everybody was lighting him up. Ooh, <laughs> and like it's gross. I was like, God damn, Dan, go, Dan, go. <laughs> you know. So lighting up Molly too. So both of them were upset and they Mm. came back and they tried to be like, listen, we told him, we said that he was wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I said this and I said that. And I was like, okay, all right. He does that. Because everybody's coming at me about tone. I'm like, yeah, man, because all you do is tone. tone. Right. matters. That's that's what you do. You do tone. (laughs) You (laughs) Stephen A. Tone. This is like (laughs) what I said on on Monday's podcast. I said, you know, people, people made money imitating your tone. That's how right. people make their money, yeah. imitating mm-hmm. your tone. And so we notice when you take a certain tone with people, <laughs> when you take them with other people. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, we didn't pull this one up on Monday's episode. This is when they came back and he said, we don't run from Look, issues. We don't run from issues. Yeah, you and did. He, he tweeted it out. It's from yesterday. First order of business about his comments from yesterday. <clears throat> I don't, what I didn't like about what Dana White did was how he was speaking about, okay, what, what would you have happen? What do you want me to do? I don't think that was the thing to say. Um, that's number one. But number two, I want to get into this because you know this is first take and we don't run from issues and we ain't about to start now. All of ESPN ran from issues. Stop it. Hide that somehow, some way we run from issues or we soft soak stuff. I don't think they know what the hell they're talking about. So let me say, I'm speaking for myself. I'm not, I'm not going to speak for you on that, Molly. I'm going to speak for myself. I've already stated for the record. Number one, I spoke to Dana White. Dana White knows exactly where I stand. He was wrong. You do not put your hands on a woman, period. Okay? I also said that Dana White However, deserves the same punishment he would hand down to one of his fighters. Can I, if, can I just say really quickly sure. what I said after you said that? Yes. I said... He deserves a strict. See how upset they both are now? Because the role he plays, yep. and it's a leadership role. Right. But people seem to forget that. Yeah, they forgot that. They, they just conveniently forgot yeah. that. And the reason that I said that he deserves what he would hand down to other players, other, other, other fighters under his stewardship, is because somebody would get suspended for six months. Somebody would get suspended for a year. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, am I an advocate of cancer culture where you want no. him to lose his job? No. Cancer I'm not apologizing. Why that. that pivot? Why is that the pivot? Every time, let me get the, let me get this straight, guys. I'm not one of those cancel culture people, right? 
I'm not one of those people who who wants people to face consequences, but in this particular case, I wanted to face consequences. But don't get me wrong, I don't like consequences. Yeah, and it, it's about tone. It is you our tone. Our tone was right. Yes, your tone wasn't right. We all noticed it because we've heard the shit that you've said about every other athlete, particularly about the black athletes. Mm-hmm. But with these with these white men, Dana White, Jerry Jones. You you seem to take a lighter tone. Isn't that weird? How he also has he also just traditionally has a blind spot when it comes to women's issues. He's just right. He he doesn't respect the optics of it at all, which is crazy right. considering how much of his job is optics. Like <laughs> You're right, right. Like, your job you know, is tone and optics. That's your job. Tone yeah, and even, optics. Even that whole thing he had with Malika, I think it was Malika. Was yeah, she Malika? Talking, yeah. yeah, even with that, you would just think. You would think if you were him, you look at your history, the guy who saw the Ray Rice video and right. came back and said he tells his sisters not to fight a man. Like that yeah. was his take for that. Right. You think at the and he got suspended for it. You think like the cumulative effect would be when these issues come up, he'd be a little bit like, hold up, let me how do I look right now? Cause it looks like I'm downplaying hitting women again. <laughs> and I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't do that because I've gotten in hot water every time I've done that. But here we go again. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like I said, it was like, what do we do? To, what do we do to him? What do we do to Dana White? There's nothing we can do to Dana White. I said, well, I said this on Monday's podcast and the chat room knows is you suspend. However, Dana White is on record as saying, don't hit fighter when it comes to his fighters. You don't hit women. You're wrong. He's on record as saying that. Okay. All right. So whatever punishment you gave your fighters, you give yourself double that. Mm. Okay. Whatever fine you give in your fighters, you find yourself double that and you give it to charity. Mm. That's what you do. And then you just move on. The other yeah. thing is UFC is owned now. Yeah, he does have a boss. Yeah. Endeavor. So I think it's Endeavor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is what Molly was trying to say. I said that Endeavor should do something. Yo, that's great. Yeah. What and and for the record, say about I, the situation. She's right, by the way. Like yeah. she is, yeah. she's absolutely right. It right. shouldn't be up to him to be like, okay, right. guys, I'm gonna give myself a suspension. No, motherfucker, you have a boss. Right. Nobody right. else right. get to suspend themselves right. when they do some dumb shit at work. Right. You right. you lose that right. We don't like it. Still makes you look like the good guy right. to be like, I slapped my wife, but you know, I thought about it, guys. I'm gonna take a year <laughs> off. No, right. fuck you. Well, right. like I said, listen, you watch that video. When they squared up at each other, she slapped him, then he slapped her. I was like, "Oh, this is what they do. This is mm, not <laughs> right." Because you, because you don't do that thing. out the blue. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing I said with Ray Rice when when she put her fist up, so I walked towards Ray, and then Ray Powell was like, "Oh, this is what they do." I've never okay. so that I don't make say, it right. Not at all. Seen, they need to work that seen, shit out. But I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I haven't seen the video of this one. I did see the Ray Rice one. Yeah. Um. I, I, I'm gonna be real. I don't know. If they like Ray Rice, the only person that genuinely I I believe when they were like, this has never happened before because it ain't how it, it, well, it didn't Tim, happen. Tim since. said it on the podcast at the time. He's like Ray Hitter. He didn't do the thing where you look at your fist. Why? <laughs> 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 yeah, why? <laughs> but but like, like turn on me. The way, like, if it, and if they had did it before, whatever, the way that they like operated after that, yeah, they acted has been. Right. I always said it, that. that, like, they I it's been impeccable, right? <laughs> and I definitely didn't think that that was possible. I yeah, like right. at the time, I was like, 
get this nigga out the NFL because <laughs> people that do this don't yeah. do it once. And that, that's the only time I've been, I feel like I've been completely wrong about that. But um, with the Dana White shit, it shouldn't even matter if it's once. Like he tried to yeah. be on some like, we was drinking, you know. Yeah. It's, there's no yeah. excuse for hitting a woman. Anyway, we was drunk. That's what I, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, you know, me and my wife have been drunk plenty times together. We never hit each other. We've had a lot of sloppy sex, but we ain't never hit each other. That's not a that's not a thing. Everybody knows when you get drunk with your woman, you, you have home, sloppy, sloppy drunk you, you ass. Think you're gonna have drunk bad sex. sex. And then <laughs> somebody goes to sleep. You both go to sleep. I'm gonna tear this. Let me just lay down for a second. I'm gonna tear this. Yeah. yeah. When you lay that's down, that's happened. a motherfucking rap. But oh, first, is that a weighted blanket? Out. Yeah, I like how Dana White also tried to throw in on some like, you know, we sat down with our kids because they're going to have to see this. I'm like, nigga, y'all hit each other. Yeah, what a kid. <laughs> what? Don't make us feel guilty like, oh, we made your kids sad. Like, nigga, you made your kids sad. Yeah, that's what the kids, the kid, it was like, well, the kids didn't agree with it. I'm like, well, no, of course they didn't agree with it. Right. <laughs> Are their kids oh, grown? Yeah, they're grown. Okay. So they've been married for 20 some odd years. I want to say yeah. he, made, he made it sound like them kids was five years old. We yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you gotta show, like, we had to show them the video first. Yeah, because they're too old for parental controls. We know they're gonna see them. What were you gonna say? I was just saying, I'm like, them kids are like in their like late teens, early twenties. Yeah, early twenties. Right. They fine. <laughs> What an unserious man, though, right? Because if this was, imagine this was a man we took seriously. Because he's supposed to be a big CEO owner. But if this was like Adam Silver, oh, it'd be I'm, over. <laughs> I'm talking Adam press conference immediately, yeah, like not yeah, even yeah. on some like, uh, we got to talk to him Monday. You slap him on Sunday, Saturday, <laughs> a Sunday morning. Yeah, a, a, seven a.m. Yeah. Someone sitting down giving us a statement on why you. This man is so unserious, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I, I imagine, and it's not like Stephen A. doesn't know Adam Silver. He knows Adam Silver right. very well, but he'd have a lot to say. He'd have a lot more to say. The tone, Roger Goodell, the too. Tone yeah. would be different. It's the tone. Yeah, because that's what Molly was like. People are trying to police our tone. I'm like, you're goddamn right. Right. Tone is what you do, motherfucker. That's, that's just, the thing is, any anytime Stephen A starts off with it, that's my friend. Yeah, you know, just, you know where I, it's you going. legitimately do not know where it's going. That like yeah, right. he, he is he, I've seen him pull a 180 on it, that's my friend. And I've seen him do a, a, a complete like stick the landing on it, that's my friend. I don't never fucking know. He's a, I've never seen him with I've never seen him that's my friend, anybody white. With any uh, and, and anybody white, off. anybody white and moneyed, <laughs> say it like that. Yeah, There's I, no, I, however, yeah. I'd have to think about that one. But I know he's white and moneyed. Like he'll, he'll. I just never. I remember when Steve Nash got that job. You know, yeah. that's my friend. Da, da, da. I said, mm, is he about to damn defend this terrible hierarchy? He's like, <laughs> yeah. However, it's the worst example of white privilege I've ever seen. Yeah, I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. So where's that Stephen A? Where's that Stephen A? That was just coaching a basketball team, right? (laughs) Where's that Stephen A? Runs UFC and you and you like that's my friend and I did talk to him. He knows how I feel about it and you know I said, hey, come on now. Anyway, what's up next, Molly? (laughs) 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 
fucking ridiculous. California Legislative Women's Caucus sent a letter to Ari Emanuel, CEO of Endeavor. That's Rom's brother. So I I guess the letter asked for some punishment, but I I don't know if they put it out there publicly. They should. The letter said. But yeah, it's it's sad that it took it's taken a groundswell. Like it was not just an immediate like, all right, dude, come on. Right. Right. Oh, I mean, <laughs> UFC is full of dirt bags from top to bottom, and it starts well, they, on the top. They called for the removal of Dana White. Mm. Oh yeah, which okay. is not going to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> you call for it all you want, it ain't going to happen. He's any more than George Santos's ass is going to be run out of Congress, <laughs> <laughs> or Elon Musk steps down from Tesla. whatever the fuck his name. His name's not George Santos. Has he found has a uh, he's giving it away. Him. Has Elon found that uh, replacement for CEO yet? Uh, no, you know, the search continues. He has stopped t- posting on Twitter, though. No, he's still posting. He's replying Does a he lot. still post? Okay. He's re- he replied. Someone put up like that, you know, the Joe Rogan clip that got taken down where Joe Rogan went off on some vaccine shit and he had Brett Weinstein on his as his guest, who was like a big ivermectin pusher. Oh, Turns yeah. out the tweet he was replying to was a fake tweet. Yes, I saw Boofing that. a real doctor and now she's getting all kinds of threats. Right. I think Elon Musk commented underneath that original video, great points or something like that. Mm. Uh, but I don't know exactly the details. I have him muted, so I, I only ever see his tweets when someone screenshots mm. them. Mm. Uh, but I think it was underneath that one. But he, he does a lot of reply guy shit. He's basically a reply guy, it's Elon like George Musk. George Santos, yeah. man. It's like, oh, his name's not George Santos. I don't give a fuck. No, his name is George Anthony DeVolder Santos. Uh, people are saying like he went by Anthony DeVolder. He's, his company was called DeVolder. That's his mother's maiden name. Mm. He uh, doesn't answer. Somebody noticed, somebody pointed this out. It's like they called his name, his role, and he didn't He didn't answer to it. Yeah, but other times he did answer to like, it. Is he not? Know? Yeah, if you're paying attention and you know where you are in the uh, lineup. You know what I mean? Like, oh, S-S-S-O-S-E-S-A. Yeah. But Devolder is the name that he's used. The A, I think it's George A. Devolder Santos. The A, because he had they had a clip that came out a couple of days ago where he was at some function for conservative LGBT people, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I got a question. My name is uh, Anthony Devolder. It's from 2019. So, whichever way the wind is blowing, you don't you don't know what he's gonna, you know, say is is his name at any point. But his lies are still unraveling. It's not even like the original four or five lies from the from a month ago it's it all new shit now deeper and deeper it's like you just made up your whole goddamn life yep <laughs> basically it's all fabricated yeah yeah he but he's not said, have been you know, elected he's, he's not a liar like if i ask you rod hey man where you get your money from <laughs> um, you can't tell me where you get your money from i have a small consultancy with uh, <laughs> that, you get your money uh, from that does natural marketing hiring i can tell you where i didn't get it from I didn't get it from China. I didn't get it. Okay. Well, where'd you get it from? I didn't get it from cancel culture. Yeah. Oh, and that's wokeness. good. Where'd you get it from? Uh, you get it? Trying to get woke on me? Is that what this is about? Trying to get all woke? He yeah, had. Like, let that man stay in, too. He was on a podcast with Matt Gates, I guess, who has us. Yeah, it's somebody else's podcast. Matt Cat Gates was a guest host. Who asked him where he got his money from. 
And because even Republicans are Chris like, Hayes gave the business about this work you did that was the origin of, of those resources. Look, I've, I've worked my entire life. I've lived an honest life. I've never been uh, accused dude, of, of any bad doing. So, you know, it's it's my. You got warrants out in Brazil, dude. It's self and I, I've invested inside of me. Like I said, it didn't come from Burisma. It didn't come from Ukraine, Russia, China, uh, unlike some folks that we all know that get money from those sources. In- um, okay, so uh, what, Saudi Arabia? Okay, so then the next answer is, I got it from this. <laughs> no, nah, that's the thing. He's not going to get grilled by here's Matt Here's my Gaines. ledgers. You can check my ledgers and you can see the money's coming in. Why well, we possession, do that? Is, possession is nine-tenths of the law when he already got that seat, so right. he, ain't, he ain't coming off that shit. That's a, no. They're going to have to no. pull him out of there. Mm-hmm. No. Because that man just—I mean—he just lies, and there's there's not been any repercussions. Like, no, nope. It's just been like nope. shame on you for lying. He's like, not okay, well, I'm gonna see y'all tomorrow at work, right? <laughs> not gonna be no. He said he was a star volleyball player at a college he never went to. Right. Like why? Yeah, he, he said he worked at these companies. He the companies was like the who he'd never been on our payroll. Yeah. This yeah. is the legacy of Donald Trump. Yes, yep. it is. Just lie. Like he, cause like when he said that shit, I don't know why the GOP didn't realize like it's gonna be other people that copy this blueprint, you know? Right. And they don't care about constituents about being beholden to any policies or anything. He's just gonna be out there like, I don't know, y'all let the other dude lie for four years and didn't check him. I'm doing the same right. shit. He made it all the way to presidency. Charlotte Clymer posted, "I got a hold of the resume of George Santos." That he submitted to Long Island GOP officials have taken time to annotate it. Everything in, in red is confirmed false. Everything in orange is unconfirmed but unlikely. Some things are untouched. Uh, look at all the red and orange on this yeah. thing. He didn't do any of this shit. He didn't work for Goldman Sachs. Probably didn't do some of the stuff that he says he did. And he's got like two pages of just of just bullshit. Broke yeah. college. And, and New York, New York is the only thing that's not blanked out. <laughs> right, New York, New yeah. York. That's because yeah. those are where the locations are. They was like, they didn't <laughs> yeah. lie about where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we confirmed he lived in New York. Right. Basically. Yeah. Well, he lived there. <laughs> we don't know he if he lives there, there now. <laughs> and he has all these things that are his his skill set. And you know, there's no proof that he has any of these skills. And the worst thing about I've been watching these documentaries and TV shows lately about white scammers i watched that inventing honor thing i watched uh the bernie madoff thing on netflix and a couple other joints and the worst thing about them is they don't be good right you know it's like they have to be good so that people can act like they were fooled by somebody but then when they break down what happened it's like oh he was just white y'all just didn't ask him any follow-up didn't check anything because he was a white dude and that's what George Santos seems like, like they, oh, looks like a resume to me. And then it's just, yeah. yeah. But people flagged it. Like people actually gave them this shit. It was like, hey, there might be something wrong here. And they ignored the shit out of it. You know how fucking, how meticulous I was about getting my resume together and shit. And like, what? Like, I, 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 I always assume they going to check. I, I like the fact that I ever stressed out to be like, well, was that March 2012 or <laughs> April? The fact that I ever right. thought shit is crazy now well there's right. that movie catch me if you can where, where it's like he doesn't he doesn't want to get caught because there's consequences right. turns out he could have got caught 
Like it doesn't matter. Like it's fine. Right. There's no consequence. This guy, he pulled a catch me if you can and got caught and nothing happened to him. Yep. You know, so catch Madoff, me doesn't matter. At one point with Madoff, I think it's called the SCC or the SEC. I don't know. It was one somebody was looking at the SEC, the, Security Exchange Commission. Yeah. SEC. So the, the SEC was looking into a they got a whistleblower. It's like, yo, this motherfucker running a Ponzi scheme. Cause there's no way he's returning his numbers. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. They called him. He said, no, I'm not good enough for us. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. He said he ain't doing it. Seemed like a nice guy. Uh, all right, you have a good one. Sorry to bother you, Mr. Madoff. Uh, well, I got you on the phone, Bernie. Can I? I, I saw your returns. Can I go ahead and throw some money in? Yeah. <laughs> <Can> we... <laughs> yeah Didn't you say he like turned in some paperwork that he knew was false? And he they, was like, I know they're going to come get me, but they never checked on the references that he gave. Yeah, the auditors came and he was like, I'm busted. Like they got me because anybody take a look at these numbers, it's yeah. gonna be immediate that I'm lying. Like it's not even gonna take them an hour to be like, oh, this motherfucker's just stealing. And so yeah. they was in the office for a couple of days, the conference room and shit. They like, we need this documentation. We need this documentation. So he's like, fuck it. Sends them a piece of paper uh with the, the financial shit on it. All the, the he's like, if they even call the bank, I'm done. So he does this on like say a Friday. Goes home for the weekend, waits for the for the call, waits for the FBI to show up or something. Nothing happens Saturday. Nothing happens Sunday. <laughs> Motherfucker comes into work on Monday and like, oh, okay, nothing's happened Monday. Gets to Wednesday and like, shit, I guess I'm good. Turns out they never even called the number to check anything. So he mm. got to keep scamming for another like five or six years. Like, yes, yeah. yeah. Stealing people's retirement. And it, when you hear people talk about how clever he was, I'm like, but was he though? No, or y'all crazy? They never are. They need yeah. him to be clever because that takes the the weight off of of their inaction. Like all these narcissists and sociopaths, they all use charm. That's part mm -hmm. of the deal. They they all have some level of charm. So then you can say, oh, he just charmed the hell out of me, and I didn't, I didn't. It's like, no, you were just lazy. Now you're using that to backtrack right. and right. say, and well, he got mind, me and everybody else. If he looked like me and Randolph and Mark. Oh no! The charm. It, the, it ain't no documentaries about no eight billion dollar niggas. It's none. Yeah, no. <laughs> he just was so nice, and we just kept giving him our money. Like no. Nope. If you an eight million dollar <laughs> nigga, every year they are combing your shit, and everything's being flagged right. forever. Like you could, you could be like, "Can I borrow twenty dollars?" They're like, "I'm gonna need to see the resume and um, make some." <laughs> it's the same thing with that Elizabeth Holmes woman. Yeah, they keep saying how charming she was. And he watched these interviews, and she's like this like weird, awkward. Nothing charming about her at no. all. Isn't hair not even knowing. hair wasn't even combed. Come right. on, her hair had dead head all the time. She just she just wore a turtleneck like Steve Jobs and had and bad knowing hair. her voice. Yeah, and, and talking talk talk this weird monotone voice. <laughs> I just think the parameters of the. I'm like y'all y'all bought this. I gotta be honest with you guys. We got some big things coming. Like, wow, she's so charming. Like, yeah, and they were like made a doc. I, I would, if I was one of them rich people, I'd shut the documentary down. Yeah, yeah like uh, every every clip you see of her talking, she's got very bizarre energy. Speaks in a weird cadence. She's got crazy eyes a hundred percent of the time. Yes, yes she does. There's nothing <laughs> charming at all about would, her. If I was one of them billionaires, I'd be like, whoever's making this documentary, I will buy it from you. And make sure it never gets aired because the people can't know I'm a mark like this. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if they find out this is the shit that, that got my pockets ran, everybody gonna put on a turtleneck she, and run my But pocket. she white, as Lakita was saying, but she yep. white. And yep. she had another thing going for her. Uh, she's in a world with a lot of dudes who are nerds and women don't talk to them. Yeah, yeah. right. And I've seen this happen to comedy open mics. <laughs> a girl who is too hot for the guys in the room. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like a you know super hot, but guy she doesn't talk to guys like guys like that don't talk to girls like her. Mm-hmm. And then the girl shows up and they're just fawning all over all over her, you know, hanging on at her every word because they don't normally get this. Here's a here's an interview she did on CNBC like years ago. This is a charming person. This is the person that charmed yeah. people into giving charming. billions of dollars. So, so attractive. Happens when you work to change things and. First, they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. And um, I, I have to say, I, I, I personally was shocked to see that the journal would publish something like this. What a fucking weirdo. We had yeah. sent them over a thousand pages of documentation demonstrating that the statements in their piece were false. She looks like animatronic or something. Like she's not all yeah. the way there. With her, like a, put on, with her little put on voice. It's like, yeah, it's like if someone was doing a character. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I'll, here's my, I'm a woman comic. Here's my Steve Jobs impersonation. Right. But then it, impression. You've also got the FTX guy, Sam Bankman Freed. Yeah. Who always looked like yeah. he had a mustard thing on his shirt. Also called charming. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that, guy, that guy was not at all charming, but that that's always, they always lean on that. Like he charmed oh. me. And They're she right. got pregnant trying to have a baby come about y'all ain't going to throw me in court. I mean, yeah, they was like, yes, we are, bitch. Yeah. 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 You give a damn about your baby. Yep. You can fuck with the money, dog. You gotta go to jail. White <laughs> people in their money. You would have mm. you would have got away if you just murdered somebody. Right. right. Probably would have. <laughs> you fucking took billions of dollars from, from these rich white men. Oh, you someone going to jail. People gave this guy billions of dollars. Yep. Now, this dude used to play League of Legends during meetings, and they were writing about it like it was good. Yeah, Sam Bankman Freed. Like he's so brilliant, he plays League of Legends. He's eccentric. We are talking about billion dollar transactions. He's over there playing video games. Dude, what? Yeah, he kept he a chest, bed man. In his, his mind is so developed that he can do those two things at one time. Two, right. three, four things. He's he's five steps ahead of the rest of us. And and while he's wearing fucking like a t shirt and 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 some and some volleyball shorts, New yeah. Balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they're not the New Balances. That's how much money he has. He doesn't even care. He buys New Balances. He drives a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, I saw an article the other, just like yesterday or something, that was still referring to him as a boy. Like, yeah, the, the <laughs> happy, the unhappiest boy in the land, or something like. Like, I was right. like, a boy. He's a grown ass scammer. He's like thirty. <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah, like, but again, he charmed people. Right. Into giving them and give, that giving guy. him billions of dollars. It just, I don't get, uh, yeah. And so he has to be a genius because they can't be stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, that's what it boils down in, to. They can't be stupid. If he walked into any room full of black people talking that shit, we'd be like, if you don't get the fuck out of our church, we're not giving yeah. you, right. we're not giving you a cent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dominique, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. white man's a boy today. Forty five. Yep. <laughs> He's just a kid, guys. He's just a kid. Yeah. Just a kid. He's you know, made a he couple went, mistakes playing League of Legends. He went to MIT though. Smart kid 
smart kid. I knew he was dumb when this motherfucker went to a country that's cool with the U.S. Like, don't, don't let them extradite me. I'm like, nigga, they sending you right back. Yeah. yeah. Right. What? <laughs> they are. You didn't do any research. Yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't even Google. Like, you got to Google where you can go, man. Like, Edward Snowden knew what he was doing. And he started showing up like he started doing Twitter spaces, interviews and doing like regular interviews. Like he had, he was completely unbothered by the fact that he was about to be arrested. Didn't think yeah. it was going to happen. Man, it's crazy. They really just be living life. Yep. Must be nice. And do you ever feel like you wasted your whiteness, man? Because like, <laughs> I would have cashed this shit in at some point. I would, I would. You could have been living a life for at least a few years. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't fake charming. I, I got to. I should have figured out how to grift a little bit better. I'm too. Uh, I'm too like. I don't know. I'm, I can't. I can't fake things. I'm not an actor. I'm averse to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, because that happens with comedy bookings too. I've known comics who are mediocre comics but great talkers. And they get Montreal, they get all kinds of shit. And they're just like, okay, comics, because they know how to talk. And I've never had that. I, if I had that, I'd be, I wouldn't even be on here right now. I'd be a billionaire. You could have cashed in that lottery ticket. I would have. Should have cashed that shit in. <laughs> it might, might not be too late. You might be able to still spend it somehow. It's like, he's so, he's so not a bullshitter that he don't even. Yes, yeah, is making you an offer in the chat right. room. Man. <laughs> Hit me up. I can be your voice and you can be the mm-hmm. silent white guy. I'll take 70%. You can take 30 <laughs> well, it's not gonna work if, if he's already getting hustled out the box. It's not gonna work. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be anything. They're gonna be writing up write ups like, listen, he's so brilliant. He'll fake pretend to take a phone call in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just get up and walk out, and it's that's because like his he, phone wasn't even on. He just that's because he's up too, and talked to. He's it. too smart. So yeah. we gave him, we gave him seventeen billion dollars. <laughs> seventeen billion. He's <laughs> he's the next Martin Shkreli. <laughs> yeah i'm not a blowhard that's the thing those these people like they believe they're bullshit so much yeah and i'm i can't do shit that i don't believe i just i can't sustain that elizabeth holmes like she was very uh she had conviction in all those interviews you know yeah first they call you crazy i couldn't i couldn't say it with a straight face no no <laughs> no bitch you are crazy <laughs> that's we know that that we know first they call you crazy then they call you convict calling you because they know where you're at <laughs> with with her and uh that that inventing anna uh, uh series that i watched yeah the other thing that's so funny is like white women will pull out the feminism card so fast after they get busted man of it was like I seen that movement. Tr- people try to start that movement. Like Elizabeth Holmes got that time because she's a woman, right? No, she got. I'm that like, ain't her boyfriend dead. get more time than her? Yeah, yeah. he's a brown man. Yeah. <laughs> what? So what? It's no racism no more because this white lady still right. got some consequences for her actions. <laughs> uh, can't trust them. Did y'all talk about Diamond Don? Uh, only bit. a little bit. We talked it about just... how they're. Their GoFundMe didn't even ask yeah. for the money for a reason. It just said, hey, uh, RIP Diamond. Oh. Um, it didn't say we need expenses for funeral or or there's lost income or Damn anything. It, to the end. it just said, we've lost an angel. Here's a link. And it was just so a, 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 it wasn't actually GoFundMe. It was that other site that they use. Mm. Um, GoFundMe probably wouldn't take them. Right. Yeah. Give, send, go is what it is. It probably don't even. I haven't heard of that one. She probably not did. She might, we can't 
Wendy's. They just needed some money. She's going to be the first ever black woman scammer that, that got these white people money. <laughs> She's very charming. <laughs> yeah, she was extremely charming. She said, listen, you're not going to talk about Mr. Trump like that. Like, okay. <laughs> so charming. They've raised $95,000, which I thought was a little low, but especially because Trump tweeted out, you know, he, he was the first one to really tweet. out. He didn't tweet their link, but he still tweeted out that, you know, right. we've lost an angel and all this shit. Oh, man. And they haven't released the cause of death, which is suspicious. We know it. COVID. We yeah. know how they plan. Allegedly COVID. Uh, yeah. Allegedly. She fucked around and found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can give, you can share, or you can pray on this this GoFundMe, Give, Send, Go fundraiser. What I is, guess it's a religious-based. When you And why do I have to click and type my prayer? Because you... they want your email address. <laughs> Right. Uh, I'm going to be on some motherfucking list now. Right. Yeah. The, randomly sending me shit. The Silk Newsletter, because it's not going to be Diamond and Silk no more. Prayers mm-hmm. written using cursive oh, or hate. So it's just going to be press out of the pressing curl. Oh. You delete it immediately. Prayers written using cursing or hate, delete it immediately. And you you write in your prayer your first and but last why name. Why curse it? it well, what about that preacher from YouTube years ago? Why you, is cursive person, being deleted? Cursing. Remember the cursing preacher? Cursing. Oh, cursing. Okay. Yeah. What happened to the cursing? What about the cursing preacher? He might want to pray for. <laughs> right. Isn't that his, that's his hook? Yeah. That? that used to be his whole hook. These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> <laughs> He's had like one nation under a groove playing behind him. And like, listen, you dumb bitches. You need to get in <laughs> and see the Lord, motherfucker. Yeah. It doesn't oh. even say why they want the money. It yeah. just says, give us money. Give I bet money. that get deleted too. Put a make a prayer that says a prayer that says, "What y'all gonna do with the money though? What's it for?" <laughs> What's oh, it for? get deleted. Why do you need the money? In Jesus' name, Amen. I, I'm unclear. Is there <laughs> medical? Are the medical bills? I there could be medical bills. She was in a hospital allegedly for like six <laughs> weeks. Pray for D's. Y'all think need uh, you to pray for D's? <laughs> y'all think Trump coming to the funeral? I don't zoom in. Trump, <laughs> Trump don't even know who these people are. <laughs> I mean, he has a picture in the Oval Office with them, I think. Yeah. They prayed for him. She was part of the people that prayed for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, you know, he's a denier, too, like them. Like I said, and, I, and the reason why I say I, I think it's a possible, quote, unquote, COVID, because if it wasn't, they'd have been bold enough to be like, it was not COVID. Right. Yeah, yeah, before probably, you guys yeah. say anything, let's just get this out of the way. It's not COVID. right. So that's yeah. why I said I really do think that it's COVID. I tweeted, I, t- I tweeted that her and Herman Cain died for MAGA, and uh, yeah. the conservatives found my tweet and start retweeting it, trying to get bait me into a fight. And <laughs> I only saw the first two because I just muted the shit. The first one was. Well, a black person with all their experiences in America might not trust a government vaccine. I'm like, oh, so this the one time y'all believe that black <laughs> people have experienced some things that might make them untrustful of the government, huh? Okay. And then another person was like, um, this is the vow things that the left is saying about. I was like, I didn't even go in on it. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> I could have. I was being, I actually was too busy. I was being nice. <laughs> like, you take that bullshit with you. It was like, I, her Twitter handle was like conservative from Indiana or something. So I knew she wanted me to just fight her so she could get her people in my mentions and shit and try to probably try to get me fired from HBO or something. I was like, whatever. 
This is uh, them talking about, or I guess not them anymore. It's Silk. Uh, <laughs> you suck, racist, liberal bitch about what? Did you bitch about George Floyd raising money, getting millions of donations for uh, his family? Receiving is spelled wrong. As, yeah. Stop bitching e about thousands raised for my biological sister. Preserving her legacy is my objective. Hell, maybe I'll look into getting a huge statue. Maybe. Or maybe. I like that. Hell, maybe. As in, like, what hell implies that was not an idea she had originally. Right. right. Like, that uh -huh. hell is like, shit. I mean... Who knows what I'm gonna do with the money? And then the maybe is very much like a. There's no plan. The plan was for me to have the money, and right. even if right. I get the money, I there's a, there's no guarantee I'm doing anything I say. Yeah, they probably live together because then nobody else want to live with them. You know, rest of their family was like, girl, no. Yeah, I knew they wasn't real when they blocked me on Twitter, dog. I was like, oh, these bars hurt, huh? Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> oh. I thought y'all was beyond the pale, my North Carolinian sisters. If you're going to get out here and shuck and jive, then shuck. Like, they was out here like, ouch. I don't even know what I said. I know I said something hurt their feelings. So because George Floyd's family got $13 million, they they want to exceed that. Well, George Floyd was murdered. Right. <laughs> right. Died the same. We all watched it. And, and then this is the original tweet. The, literally, the only thing, the only reason for the money is preserving Diamond's legacy. Which didn't cost any money to begin with. They just put a shit legacy, up on Twitter. Like half of his rent. <laughs> right, exactly. The fact that they lost a job from Fox News for being anti-vax is just yeah. the craziest. They was more extreme than the white people. The white people was like, whoa, whoa. Even, right. Even Fox oh. News was like, y'all got a call. Y'all got chill. Right. <laughs> like this. Yeah, like you guys can't work here anymore. <laughs> it can't be this. Whatever y'all doing, it can't be that. Y'all got to do that shit somewhere else. Right. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these people, because people were bringing that up a lot, like in like 2021, these Fox people were getting vaccinated because that was a rule to get into the building. Yes, they were. Like Tucker and 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 uh, Hannity and all those people. Mm -hmm. And the real suckers were the ones who were actually not getting vaccinated. Right. And a lot of these people were suckered in by that bullshit mm -hmm. movement to believe that you shouldn't get vaccinated. And again, we don't know if, if that's what happened to Diamond, but we know it's happened to other people. Correct. And I, honestly, man, like, I, I I wasn't rooting for her, obviously, but I was hoping that she was at least lying. Right. Like she was like, don't get vaccinated and then doing the Tucker Carlson and getting vaccinated and being like, shit. Right. Y'all right, right, right. But she really like Herman Cain, who I lost a lot of respect for in death, too. Uh, I didn't have a lot to begin with, but the last shred was gone when you die for these motherfuckers. It's like, oh, you you was on the sucker part. Yeah. Like you yeah. talking to a vaccinated man when every time you talk to Donald Trump, they had those. Remember back, they had those uh, hospital bed news reports from people who were like dying and going, mm -hmm. "I feel fine. I'm not. I wouldn't get yeah. it now either." You know, and there were some people who regretted it, but yeah. there were a lot of people who were just like, "I'm, you know, it's I, I'm going to die, but I would still never get the vaccine." Some people were asking for the vaccine on their deathbed when it was too right. late. Right. Yeah, and, this was, and the people that actually some there was a handful of people that lived through that shit. Yeah. And for some of them, boy, they they were like pro vaccine. Like I seen me and Roger would cover articles where people almost died. And next thing you know, they was like, fuck that. Y'all get vaccinated. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just because just to minimize. I mean, you know, you, you're going to still maybe catch COVID, but you're going to minimize the symptoms. Right. Not going to last as long. Won't be in the hospital. Won't fucking die. Right. right. Those are two very important things that I 
I mean, they matter to me. They matter yeah. to me too. Don't nobody <laughs> want to unnecessary hospital bill. I find them to be quite important, but you know, I guess. <laughs> I, but I've also never sucked Trump's dick, so right. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Take that, libs. You know, right. like the, the fact that. You, like, that's the other thing, because they don't want to give the liberals any points. Now you got to die in relative obscurity. Like, we right. can't get no progress reports or updates. It's just them fingers crossed, hoping right. that you just come back with a miracle comeback so you can pretend like, <laughs> I told y'all it wasn't shit. I told y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, it was, I just had sniffles. I feel Probably fine. came in with um, pre-existing conditions, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's, hey, but that's even more imperative. That's when they say, like, especially you get vaccinated if you have right. pre-existing conditions. Didn't we know somebody that got COVID and was on his deathbed from San Antonio? Pleto. Pleto, yeah. Mm. Pleto Rodriguez. He didn't want to get vaccinated. Uh, it, yeah, he didn't want to get vaccinated. He's on his deathbed. He pulled through. Mm. His grandfather, his grandfather's father-in-law, his kid's grandfather's father-in-law died in the next room over. Damn. And they both they both got it. And then Cleto did the video later. You know, I didn't I didn't get vaccinated because I was just I'm just being honest. I was scared of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You guys, everybody was. I I yeah. get that. Like you know what I'm saying. But I was like, hey. I was- I'm gonna be real. Was not scared at all. Came really close to dying. Came really close. Wasn't to dying. scared. You know what I was scared of? COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I was Very scared of, scared of that shit. He put the first video up where he was just in the hospital. Hey, I got COVID. I'm in the hospital. A couple of days later, his wife puts the video up where he's with the fucking ventilator, and she's like, "Okay, you got to pray." He's a very religious guy. You got to pray for Cleto, and he's gonna do well. I'm like, oof. Days go by. If they had like a vaccine, where he recovered. If they had like a vaccine of the month delivery box, I'd sign up. (laughs) Me too. Yes, I would. But I don't even know what this one is. I'm just taking it. It's it's, it's the flu shot. Call it flu apron. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yes. The last, the last post I saw of Cleto before I, I, I uh, unfriended him on Mm. Twitter was, uh, and this was recent. Was him performing at Mike Huckabee's? Um, oh damn! Oh, like restaurant. So he didn't just. So he survived, but didn't learn shit. No. Yeah. Damn. No. I thought you was gonna be like, yeah, and he had a post that said he was scared of the vaccine, but he learned his lesson. Yeah, like, no, he he said all that. He said all he, that. He might have gotten vaccinated after that. You Who know. knows? And I don't know because he never did the "I'm getting vaccinated" post or anything like that. But then later, I'm watching. I'm looking at six. I'm like, oh, Cleto's doing a gig at some place in Nashville, you know. And then I see a picture of him and his wife and Huckabee standing together. And I was like, Huckabee owns that place. Oh, I'm I'm done with you, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with you, man. And that was that. I I unfriended him. Yeah. You know. Maybe maybe the gig paid well. You know. I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. Uh, All right, y'all. Let's bring this one home. We're almost done two hours. We want to thank Rob for joining us. Thank Karen for joining us. We'll get to uh, comments next week. We didn't get to them. We had a few comments yeah, this week. We'll, we'll get to them some. next week. Um, we got, uh, yeah, four or five comments. So Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get those. to them. Don't worry. Thank you all for coming in with us. Chat room as always. We appreciate y'all. 
Thank you for hanging with us this Saturday. We didn't talk about the Martin Luther King statue either, but yeah, well, it'll be okay. A little like Coretta holding a dick, guys. All right, (laughs) that's the take. There's, but you know what? There's several. There's one angle where it looks like a man has his face between a woman's legs too. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, like there's multiple uh, pornographic looking angles on this thing. Yeah, it's not just one bad thought out. Somebody's a wild boy. Whoever, whoever <laughs> made that statue was made. And it's, it's called Embrace, thing. which, you know, like that's. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I know what they're going for. I just don't. I just don't think it's well executed. I had a wet dream. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I had a sloppy dream. Y'all bring it back with us. We'll be here for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Uh, Mark, you go last. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Karen Myro. I'm Rye Morrow. And I'm Brother Mark. We have three guys on. We're out on that sloppy wet dream. <laughs> <laughs>